Welcome to Profiles in Eccentricity, a show about weirdos, with your hosts, John Fahey, Aaron Peter, and Matt Brutzone. Hello folks, welcome to Profiles in Eccentricity, it's a show about weirdos, doggone it. My name is John Boy. It's John Boy time. Your host, John Fahey, here on the program. Joining me as ever, Michelangelo's David Duchovny. It's Aaron Joseph Pita. Hey, I brought my Red Shoe Diaries for you to read. Hey. Under my sex files. Whoa. Uh, hello, David Duchovny vehicles at your service. Now, uh, over to your right, my left, that's the Frenchman henchman. That's Matt Brousseau. Hi. Oh. How you doing? Hi, I'm good. I'm good. Good to be here. You look great, man. Hey, that's a nice Hi. shirt you got there, pal. Oh, thanks, friend. <laughs> is it comfort? Is yeah. it comfort? It's very nice. Yeah. It's good. He's wearing a, a Cosmic Ghost Rider shirt. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I like that I can look at it and really kind of tell it's a comfy shirt. Yeah. Um, Soft, you know? Joe, Joe that's made our shirts is really, like, seriously, the one that got me. Did he make this? No, no, no. But he's the one that got me aware that, like, there is... There are more comfortable, way types. comfier grades of t-shirt. Yeah, I was always just like a t-shirt's a t-shirt. You nope. know, the tri blends are always nice. Mm. The tri blends are really nice. Um, yeah. And then you know, you, you know, the shirt I'm wearing now is not necessarily that comfortable mm-hmm. uh, yet. Yes. <laughs> but the, I, what I do with a lot of these new shirts, this is a, an in living color mm. shirt. Uh, I wash the fuck out of them. Yeah, I try to get them threadbare. Sometimes oh, I, I take a little bit of a fine grit sandpaper and I rub mm. it down in order yeah. the, the, the the joints and such and the yeah. seam rip it as mm. well. Rip the seams out yeah. so it, it acts like it's a, a vintage shirt. Mm. That's nice. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Um, we uh, we uh, we have a. Uh, we have great, great fun um, all we, the time. We uh, do have great fun all the time. Especially on Patreon. If you join that sucker, $5 a month, you get an extra episode. And we're real loosey-goosey on that one. Yeah, we're really going for it. Uh, we just, we did release... Uh, oh, our last one was super fun. It was really fun. The last Patreon was really fun. Talked uh, about uh, old German porn. Mm-hmm. Old German porn. Uh, 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 boats of mail order brides from Boston mm. coming to Washington. That's right. Just, also, some of them got left in San Fran. And then you mm-hmm. told us about a very special uh, baboon. Uh, no, chimpanzee. Well, well, it chimpanzee. started with the chimpanzee story, but and we then did, we moved on to the, to baboon. the baboon that you brought up as kind of a, a, a an ancillary, uh, a, a totally unrelated thing. Uh, but you know, it's about a talented ape. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, or and, primate. And uh, we talked about The Crow, the major motion picture of The Crow, and it's tragic, you know, uh, real-life conclusions. That's right. And um, uh, that was that was really fun. Yeah, so there's more of that. We've, uh, we, did, we released a preview of the uh, Spider-Man Graduation erotic fan fiction. That was right, that last week, preview, yeah. yeah. So if you like that, there's more of that coming. Mm-hmm. Ink. Yeah. I actually have a, a thing I, I didn't do in the last media episode, by the way. Uh, that I, especially for our pal Kim Frazier in Atlanta. Oh, hey. Um, so I'm going to play that probably next time on the show. Is that right? Is that, that P- the Pizza Coalition? That's a, yeah, yeah, Atlanta Pizza Coalition. That's right. Um, but uh, we love you, Kim. We do. And uh, mm-hmm. stay tuned for that. Now, uh, and I understand, uh, I understand you've been accused of Drinko's pee-pee. I stand accused of Drinko's pee-pee, and I sit accused of mm. Drinko's pee-pee, and sometimes I make a sit-down pee-pee as well. Uh, well that's uh, a progressive smart. way to do it these days. That's right. Sometimes I AC Slater the toilet when I do it as mm. well. That's Wait, nice. is that what that's called? 
is is what is what's called sitting down to pee. No, no, no. Sometimes that AC Slater. Yeah. What's what does that mean? Well, how does AC Slater sit in a chair? Mm. Oh, I see. Okay. With the back to the front. You face the tank. I like to face the tank. And that way I can either, you know, uh, cut up my caviar or do a line of coke. <laughs> sure. Shit. Yeah. Wasn't that the original design? Uh, what I like to do is, uh, is, is, is flush it and feel my testicles get the whoosh. Yeah. It's a the, pre-day. Uh, of the, the waterfall. That's yeah. Right. It's a, it's now a that's pre-day. nice. That's right. You know, a little wisp. Oh, get my nuts a swirly. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um... Aaron, I understand you have a little thing that you didn't include in the last Patreon because we were kind of running we We're long. running a little long, and this is just a little baby uh, uh, short one that I saw. Um, I, saw I saw a Vice interview. This 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 woman died earlier uh, this year. Actually, right around this time last year, actually, but it's been a weird year. Uh, but this is the story, uh, just a quick little story of uh, Freddie Overstegen. You familiar huh. with Freddie Ogers? Uh, Freddie O. No. Yeah, she was born uh, in 1925, uh, in September of 1925, in the Netherlands, and uh, she had an older sister, uh, Truce. Hmm. And uh, 25, you say? 1925. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, take a guess. She, <laughs> things were about to change. Uh, <laughs> she, she and family, they lived like on a, a barge. They were kind of poor. Barge, you also know that barge folks, uh, yeah, barge barge people, yeah. But also, Netherlands is uh, well, you know, known for their canals and their sure, yeah, uh, yeah, fjords yeah. and such. In, yeah. in America, the barges are for the garbage, but in the <laughs> Netherlands, it could be for anything. Or right? for in, in America, it's for Elda barge. So if well, you're yes, into that that that, that hunt R and B style, yeah. Um, they, uh, I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> they had. Um, they had harbored, harbored uh, before before World War II. They had harbored um, people from Lithuania in the hold of their ship. They 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 even though they were poor, they would help people out. Who they were... harbored. <laughs> Got it. Nice, good. Is that what you? Yeah, but it, that wasn't supposed to be a, a play on words or anything. But they they like help people who were like refugees or on the barge. Yes, Got it's it. like a boat within a boat. You right. Know? It sounded like you said Harvard. No, no, harbored. Like that uppity cottage. (laughs) (laughs) Uppity cottage? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Parents got divorced. She was raised by her mother, um, who taught her like mad communist principles. Um, They got off the barge and moved to a small apartment. Uh, they, they, she would remarry, but they still lived in poverty. Uh, Uh, I wish we were on that barge. mm, Mm. Back in the good old days. Um, (laughs) You know, her mother encouraged her to uh, make dolls for children suffering to the Spanish Civil War. Mm. Um, in the early 1930s, she volunteered with the International Red Aid, which is kind of like a communist Red Cross mm. for political prisoners around the world. Um, and, uh, you know, the, her mother divorced her father, which was pretty unusual for the time. Yeah. Um, she wasn't even having it. <laughs> uh, There's not enough room in this barge for both of us. Mm. That, that that barge that they lived on was in Harlem. Really? Harlem. Harlem. Yeah. Um, she said like it wasn't an ugly divorce or anything. Like in fact, like when her father was like <laughs> sailing away, he was like singing a song from the boat out of the ship. Jesus. Um, and the boat sank as they turned their backs. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Look at that dickhead on that gondola. <laughs> then, hey, where's boat? Then uh, <laughs> uh, World War II started. Yeah. And they, Things are heating up. Yeah, Saw that coming. They hit a, a Jewish family in their home. Mm. Um, Freddie and her sister, True, started handing out anti-Nazi pamphlets. Um, so that by this time, she's, you know, 13-ish, right? Mm. Handing out anti-Nazi pamphlets. Um, and 
their work got the no, the, uh, the, the, um, the attention of the commander of the Harlem Council of Resistance, Franz Van de Ville, mm. uh, and he asked their mother's permission for them to join the mm. resistance. Can I have their hand in resistance? Mm. <laughs> both I like the, the, both I li- of them, each their small, tiny hands. I mean, Nazism sounds so absurd that I, my huh? first ima- imagination is like them handing out pamphlets that just say, come on. Seriously, but yeah. then after after these last couple of years in America, yeah, you're, like, oh, you're never oh, going to okay, judge 1938 <laughs> Germany ever again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she was 14 at the time that she joined the resistance, the Dutch resistance. Um, and now uh, this article says that though with her long dark hair and braids, she looked at least two years younger. Yeah, but that actually has something that plays a little bit into it later. She um, if only you were two years younger. You know, she would. Uh, she would ride her bicycle down the streets of Harlem and North Holland, hiding guns in a basket and <laughs> hiding, hiding like guns children. and supplies in her basket. And then, and she would look so young. She was riding a bike, look so innocent that the Nazi officials never like stopped her. Mm-hmm. Um, she said in an interview, uh, this is from the, the, I think from the vice interview that, um, only later did Franz tell us what we'd actually have to do. Sabotage bridges and railway lines. We told him we'd like to do that. Hmm. Uh, he says we'd have to learn to shoot, to shoot Nazis. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, <laughs> and I, re- I remember my sister saying, well, that's something I'd never done before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's like vampire hunting. She says that it was her sister who became the first to shoot and kill someone. Whoa. Uh, she said it was tragic and very difficult, and we cried about it afterwards. Yeah, that wow. seems like a reasonable um, response. Yeah. F- f- 14 and 16-year-old girls. Yeah. We did not feel it suited us. It never suits anybody unless they're real criminals. One loses everything. It poisons the beautiful things in life. Yeah. Um, then they started... Uh, and she grew up on a fucking filthy barge. Yeah. <laughs> a lot, plenty of poison there. Um, they started... Uh, Henny Shaft joined the resistance with them. And Henny Shaft is kind of... He sounds like he was a comedian. He's a borscht belt comedian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in, in Nazi-occupied <laughs> Holland, barge harbors you. Yeah. <laughs> um, Henny Shaft uh, would go on. She was a little more famous, and these girls would go on to do bigger things. They made movies and books about her. I think mm-hmm. they called her like the the girl with the red hair or something like that. Yeah, very much. Um, so they would like they you know they would sabotage rail lines and bridges with dynamite. Uh, they would do drive bys on their bikes, <laughs> shooting at Nazis. Right bys. Oh, so uh, they still were down to shoot people. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah once you get an idea. They shot Nazis while riding the bike. Uh, they. They wore disguises to smuggle Jewish children across the country and sometimes out of concentration camps. Wow. Um, so, uh, like Freddie, the older Freddie was the first to shoot uh, uh, to kill someone while riding her bicycle. Mm. Um, this one thing. <laughs> so she describes this to, to Vice um, about how they would. Uh, they would lure Nazis into the woods. Oh, yeah. She says, uh, Truce, her sister, had met him in an expensive bar, seduced him, and took him for a walk in the woods. She was like, want to go for a stroll? <laughs> and of course, he wanted to. Then they ran into someone, which was made to seem like a coincidence, but he was one of ours. And that friend said to Truce, girl, you know you're not supposed to be here. So they apologized, turned around, and walked away. And then shots were fired, so that man never knew what hit him. Wow. Oh, okay. So that I have you waiting in the woods. Right. I right. pick up one of these Nazis. I'm mm. like, oh, you want to go for you know a stroll in the old woods? Yeah. And we walk out there, and you say, hey, you're not supposed to be here. Get out of here, girl. Yeah. And we both turn around, and you shoot him in the back of the head. 
Killing them softly. Mm-hmm. It's uh yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I was I, I remember hearing like bits and pieces of the story. At least the mm-hmm. she brought men to the woods part, uh, and they were murdered. But I didn't know that. That's a that's a nice little twist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm sure they you know there's various uh, iterations of that. Comp. Sure, they play a board game. The guy yeah. loses. Mm-hmm. He shoots him. They he's actually angry. have sex. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he yeah. falls asleep. Yeah, they yeah. go out wire him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. She says, uh, Freddie says, we, we had to do it. It was a necessary evil, killing those who betrayed the good people. When, and then they asked her, you know, how many people that she, she killed or helped killed. And she said, one should not ask a soldier any of that. <laughs> wow. That's a good answer. And, and so the interview kind of goes <laughs> on, you know, she says, uh, they asked, and, and you were okay with this, you know, the style of. Mm-hmm. Some version emerged. She goes, "Yes, I, I didn't want to see it." Uh, they later told us that they had taken off all of his clothes, so you couldn't tell who he was. I think he still might be there. <laughs> Holy shit! Like the body? Yeah. Wow. Um, she said that yeah, it was. Just, it, this could be any dead guy. She said that this, you know, you know taking Nazis in the woods and heading them murdered or you know, executed, whatever you want to call it. Um, she was a source of pride and pain. Hmm. Uh, late at night, she'd be unable to fall asleep, and she sometimes recalled the words of an old battle song um, that served as an anthem for her and her sister. Uh, and it, it's not going to rhyme or anything because it's translated, but she says, We have carried the best to their graves, torn and fired at, beaten till the blood ran, surrounded by the executioners on the scaffold in jail, but the raging of the enemy doesn't frighten us. Hmm. Um. In uh, there was a uh, in one of the memoirs that she's featured in about um, women it, women in the resistance. Uh, she often would speak about um, the physics of killing, uh, not like the the trigger or the kick of the gun, but the the collapse of the body. Mm. Mm. She would say she said. Um, <laughs> To Dutch new, the Dutch newspaper, I don't know how to say yeah, it. Yeah. Dutch newspaper. Got it. <laughs> this, man, this, there's like too many consonants in a row. Uh, <laughs> I've shot a gun myself and I've seen them fall. And what is inside us at such a moment? You want to help them get up. Wow. Well, she does. She seems like a good person. She does. She's, yeah. Get up off the she's floor, just, you idiot. Yeah, she's a, so the, I just want to read some of the Vice interview because it's like, it's just so... She's just this little sweet old 95 year old lady or, you know, she, sure. she died last year and she was just, so the vice interview says, I understand we don't have a lot of time for the interview. And she says, that's right. I'm meeting some people to play Scrabble at two. I do that twice a week. You can't let people down if you've agreed to join. And, and the interviewer says, do you win often? No comment. What's it like? <laughs> do you win often? Yeah. Scrabble. Yeah. What's it like for you, you to remember? You do not ask a Scrabble player. <laughs> <laughs> what is it like for you to remember the war on Remembrance Day? How do you wake up on a day like today? Because the interview was on Remembrance Day. I do feel a bit of dread, and it's even worse today because I have to go to the dentist this afternoon. I'm not looking forward to that. Mm. Are you going to? Are you going somewhere for the Remembrance Day ceremonies? Yes, to whatever. People lay wreaths there, including one in my name, and I get to sit in the front row amid all the notables. And the interviewer asked, what do you think about during the two minutes of silence? Nothing. I just shut off my thoughts completely. And I think about the fact that a lot of people have fallen. I remember how people were taken from their homes. 
The Germans were banging on doors with the butts of their rifles that made so much noise you'd hear it in the entire neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And they would always yell. It was very frightening. Which paper is this interview for, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You were two years younger than your sister. Was she the brave one of you two? When we were little, she'd always say, this is my beautiful sister. And that was true. <laughs> she was an unsightly child. But she was the brave one. And she was very good at public speaking. She mm. did a lot of that after the war as well. She always knew her speech by heart. She never needed any notes. But that has changed now. Her, her sister has dementia. Oh, God. She's got a good perspective on life, this lady. Uh, your sister, Truce, worked through her war trauma partly with the art that she made because she would go on to do uh, paintings and stuff like that. How did you cope? By getting married and having babies. And I often babysat Truce's children as well because she was very busy. She'd visit Hanny a lot, Hanny Schaff, mm-hmm. the mother of Hanny Schaff. Um, I've always been a little bit jealous of her because she got so much attention after the war. But then I just think I was in the resistance as well. You know what I'm going to do now? And the interviewer says, what? I'm going to make a sandwich and have a cup of tea. I've been up since six. Yeah. And that's the end of the interview. She's just this like... I got a hot shit in the chamber. <laughs> she was given the mobilization war cross uh, by the Netherlands prime minister in honor for her service for the war. Mm-hmm. And um, she was the last remaining member of the resistance, the f- the Netherlands' most famous female resistance cell. She died September 5th of 2019, one day before her mm. 93rd birthday. And um, she has had several heart attacks in recent years and <laughs> passed away. Damn. Wow. Pretty, Damn. That's Cheers to her. Freddie Oversteegen. Yeah. The lady who seduced Nazis into the woods to murk their Nazi ass yeah. and want to help them up. Yeah. Oh, you've fallen. Hmm. Oh, right. Well, right, I mean, you know, it's a thing where, you know, uh, one part of you goes like, what the fuck? Well, what made you guys, the Nazis, think these people weren't going to resist you? You're banging on their fucking doors with rifle butts? Like, you guys seem like people that should be shot. Right. Well, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, I'm sure they did, but, you know, yeah. you're dealing with the private at the bar. And that well, guy, no, yeah, just, but they're he's, he's also. Had a drink. I think they did think they were going to be resisted against. That's why they had such a you know uh, mobilized war effort. You get a drink in someone. Look what happens to, yeah, to people hanging you make, out. You make it you even know, worse. And people hanging out, you know, just even it, just having a gathering during COVID, mm. and you have a couple of drinks, and all of a sudden you're fucking talking face to face with someone. Sure, everything goes out the window after a couple of drinks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah, you're like, hey, you know that guy? I. I Shot one guy looks like you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, brother? It's um, yeah. I guess those those thoughts are the the, the parts that uh, you know, the, the sympathetic parts of wanting to help somebody up is the thing that you try to hold on to to keep your humanity, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. To remember that um, you're not a cold blooded killer. Yeah, I wouldn't be fucking doing this if I didn't have to. Exactly. You know, um, right. I didn't show up in your town. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's uh. It's interesting. Um, I, I mean, they're they're known generally for for the resistance. Um, yeah. Uh, I think you know, like Italy and France, it's like kind of happens later. I think with 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 the Dutch, it's almost immediate. Yeah. And um, and they were uh, particularly well known for protecting Jewish people. Mm-hmm. And there's um, there's just like a a, a thing. Where I guess I, I'd like to look more into it to know how severe the crackdown would be from the Germans after, I mean, these people are, you know, they're not just missing, you know what I mean? Like people are like, okay, we're getting killed here. Uh, what, I mean, did they know? I mean, you know, you, oh, they definitely know. 
Well, I mean, later. Did they know at the time, or is it so-and-so's At the time, yeah. Somebody doesn't come back to the barracks or whatever. Well, sure, sure. You know. You look for them, you don't find them. Yeah. You assume they're dead, but... Yeah. I mean, it's also... That's that's part of the, the thing of taking the uniform off is... Right. Here's this dead body, mm-hmm. and then it's, it's not just a dead soldier laying... Right. Mm-hmm. Anyone take a selfie with this guy? <laughs> right. Uh, that's really good stuff, man. Really interesting. Yeah, the uh, horrors people have to live with. I mean, and Jesus just, Christ. The, just the stuff, yeah, you know, wearing a mask is so hard. Um, <laughs> it's, 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 oppress- it's oppressive. It is. Honestly, it's oppressive. Yeah, what is uh, this? What is this, Nazi Germany? Yeah, it's just, uh, <laughs> it's just so um, incredible what was demanded of so many young people, especially women. Mm. during that time. Yeah. And, you know, not, not to discount, you know, the sacrifices of young men all over Europe and, and in the United States, but, uh, the things that women were, young women were put through Mm -hmm. or signed up to do. Oh yeah. Yeah. Put was through, really incredible. Like, yeah. Put through is, is, is the thing is they, they, they did sign up. Yeah. Um, and they were good at it. Uh, and, Often not as lauded later, right? Uh, but but you, the stories are starting to come out. You know, um, a lot of uh, Russian women snipers, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know, you you did the was it, you did the one about the uh, the pilots, the night witches, yeah, the night yeah. witches, yeah. You know, the stories are coming out, um, and well, the, the smartest places did use one hundred percent of their population. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, duh. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, probably too, in a place like, you know, the, the Soviet Union, you oh. <laughs> probably not really much choice, but you know, in, 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 I think, you know, a place like the Netherlands, it's, it's more a thing of like, here's this the horror that's shown up at, at our doorstep. Like if we have a conscience, what are we going to do? You know, um, it's the whole Sophie Scholl thing mm-hmm. run, running through everybody, you know, um, but it doesn't mean it's easy to live with. You're still seeing a young man away from home. No, and there's nothing easy about it. <laughs> uh, taken to his grave. But uh, that's that, yeah, that's really interesting. But you know, stuff. this is you know that's why you know I I empathize. I can empathize and sympathize with them because you know we have to wear a mask. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, it's just so we all make sacrifices. You know? Yeah, I'm the hero. Yeah. No, no, no. I am uh, more than anybody. Also. We also completely. Um. Yeah. Each one of us is a, a, the better, a better hero than the next. You wear the mask to protect the ones. <laughs> <laughs> you know, actually, he, he he wore everything but the COVID yeah, mask. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Bat, Batman. Batman. Oh, you know, yeah. Bane wore the right mask. Yeah, exactly. He's the hero. <laughs> the mask is all wrong. <laughs> Would it be painful to take it up for you? <laughs> Or maybe asymptomatic. Either way, <laughs> you're breathing all over me, Bruce. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, you think the outdoors are your ally? <laughs> you think bleach is your ally? <laughs> I didn't have fresh air till I was already a man. <laughs> I grew up in hydroxychloroquine. <laughs> Uh, we'll take a quick break. Come sure. back and we Matt, should. We're you, gonna have to reset for this next. You're gonna one. regale us. Oh yeah, there's uh, there's maybe one good person in this story. Oh, I like I like. Oh, I like, is it mostly assholes and pieces of shit? 
Uh, it's one one guy especially teeming with not a lot of heroes mm. teeming with scoundrels scallywags yeah rap scallions <laughs> knaves <laughs> some some sad folks yeah yeah you sad? In, you in a swamp now baby <laughs> oh boy some of that a real quagmire <laughs> we'll be right back folks. And we're back. <laughs> oh. Now, Matt, uh, you said you had a, 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 a tale a, a full of scoundrel. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it... Uh... This one really bums me out, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm already kind of second-guessing your decision here, man. <laughs> you know, so it's one of those things where uh, my initial... Um... Your initials are MB. Very good. Your initial excitement... My, my initial excitement, I had... I. I only had this mod- this small amount of research, and then I found a link to a link to someone who wrote a whole book about the thing, and then some of that's where the real details were because mm. it was like the only reporting on it since like 1950, mm-hmm. and uh, they did a very amazing deep dive. And then I hear about the stuff that you know we all suspect it happens, and then you hear uh, stories about it. You know, anyway, hmm. I don't want to say too much, uh, but this is just um, a tale of madness. In the Pacific Northwest, which, is, as we know, is my focus at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and it originally came to me from, of course, uh, Stuart Holbrook's Wildman Wobblies and Whistlepunks, the lowbrow Northwest, legendary reporter from the Northwest from early 1900s, late 1800s, early 1900s to and, and like 1940, 1950. So, wow. Jeez. He had a hell of a career. Uh, now, a uh, big shout out to the people in the Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's on fire right now. It is. And uh worst air quality in the world, I believe, right now. That's right. Yeah. Uh be good. But mm-hmm. they still they can still play baseball, apparently. That's in no that's in that's in Oakland, but <laughs> you boys want to play some baseball? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey. You guys want to do this? Um regale us. Okay. So um so I so I originally got it from Holbrook, and then uh there was a WPA historical record from nineteen thirty seven. That had some more info. And all of these dates, kind of like some of the dates were off here and there. And then I found this book called Holy Rollers by T. McCracken and Robert mm. Blodgett. And uh, it had like a, like, uh, if you enjoy this story and you want to read more about it, check out that book. It's like $4 on Amazon for the ebook. And there's lots of pictures and everything. Um, and John, pictures. Yeah, you like pictures. <laughs> but um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna start off. <laughs> I'm gonna start oh, off by by, by uh, quoting Holbrook. Good. So th- this is what Holbrook opens his uh, his article with about this uh, quote: "Troubles follow in the wake of a prophet as naturally as water runs downhill. If the prophet has a set of Old Testament whiskers and a chronic case of satir." Satirisis. Oh, yeah, yeah, satirisis. That's like perpetual horniness, I think. Uncontrolled or excessive sexual desire in a man. Mm. It's the male version of nymphomania. Mm. If they have Old Testament whiskers in a, in a case of satirisis, then the troubles are sure to be multiplied and likewise interesting. You said it, neighbor. And that's what brings us to this story of the Northwest Rasputin. Mm. But it begins in 1870, circa, somewhere in Germany, no one's sure where, a born is a man named Franz Edmund Creffield. Oh boy. Way to go, Franz. <laughs> now, according to WPA, uh, he was educated in the Catholic priesthood, eventually left Germany to escape military service. No one's entirely sure when. One anonymous person in uh, the Holy Roller book 
said that he studied mental telepathy, was an expert in the science of thought. Um, but I, that's... And around what time is that? Like the 1890s? That or? would be, yeah, 1890s, when it's 1880s. kind of big spiritualism time. Yeah, so he's in his, well, he's in his teens in the 1880s. Sure, yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, the idea of telepathy is... It's, uh, it's on the table. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, nothing re- much uh, is nothing at all is known about him until 1899 when he arrives in Portland, Oregon. Uh, he briefly worked. He starts working for the Salvation Army, and you know the army, the Salvation Army at the time uh, was not well liked in 1899 necessarily. Hmm. Like they would show up at places, they get like egged, and people would. <laughs> Because you know they would they they would convert people to Christianity. Yeah, uh. They're fucking wearing Santa suits, ringing bells all the time. <laughs> yeah. Jesus fucking yeah. Christ! Is even Christmas? Yeah, giving shit away. Yeah. Get out of here! <laughs> I mean, that, back then, what they mainly did was convert people to Christianity, and they started with the alcoholics and drug addicts and mm. sex workers. And so it was just like you go places, you raise money to convert people. Yeah, and you make towns boring, you leave. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> It's a real uh, shock and awe campaign. <laughs> yeah. Shock and awe. Uh-huh. Shock and awe. Uh-huh. And so, uh, so he starts. Where he, apparently, he's good enough uh, for them that they they uh, they have they put him to officer officer training school. But eventually, so he left. He ditched uh, one army for another. Yeah, in essence, yeah. Wow. But you know, religious army. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, he's eventually, you know, they, they put him in officer training school and he, you know, starts going out and he, he gets he gets in these fights with these fellow army guys because he doesn't he, he thinks it's wrong to be raising all this money and he doesn't want to do it. And all the places he goes to raise money, he never returns with any any money. What's he raising money for? Salvation Army. OK, it's just to, you know, because like so is so in 1900, um, the Galveston uh, storm. The Great Storm, they call it, destroys, like, kills, like, somewhere between six and 12,000 people in Galveston, Texas. And the Salvation Army gets nationally known because they show up and they, they put up housing. for They, like, offer places for people to stay. And mm. so then that's where they become more nationally known. For My it. house was built by hookers. <laughs> cool. Every wall has a glory hole. Yeah, it's the glory of God. It's a weight-bearing glory hole. That's right. You think your place has studs <laughs> in the walls. <laughs> Our studs come through them. And in them. Well, it's more faithful than a glory hole. You put it through... Feels good. That you're just gonna have to take it on faith. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't get bit or nothing it doesn't like get that. Bit. It doesn't get pencil sharpener or nails through it or well, unless you're into that. I mean, <laughs> yeah, which we'll, is fine these days. We we will take all the recruits we can get. <laughs> so here's a very bad picture. This is from the Evening Telegram somewhere in Oregon of Creffield. In his Salvation Army uniform. Oh, boy. It just looks like some German oh, guy. Oh, it looks like yeah. a fucking He's a, loser. Some asshole. <laughs> what are you talking about? He looks like every other guy yeah, in that day. Yeah, looks like a generic... Yeah. He looks like a scribble of a man on a yeah. cave wall. <laughs> you know, big, big, probably curly mustache. He's kind of looked at the Teddy Roosevelt look sure. going on. Yeah, he was skinny. Very much. He was a small man. Uh, Colonel Mustard-ish. Crapfield mm. was. Um, so, so, anyway, so um, he doesn't like the administration of the Salvation Army. So, but why is it bad to raise money if you're doing it for these kinds of causes? I don't well, know. Well, I mean, I mean, who's to say what his specific motivation with the Salvation Army, or leaving the Salvation Army, was? Yeah. Other than that's he he was people remember him getting in fights about having to raise the money. Got it. 
Maybe he just just wanted to convert people. It or didn't maybe suit was, him like this right. seduction. Uh, right. And, but you know. So telepathy. let's say you convert people, but you don't bring money into the Salvation Army still want you going places. Yeah. Right, right. right. What's but the I job? want to be a telepath. <laughs> <laughs> stop it, stop it, stop it. Um, <laughs> really good. <laughs> I'm Xavier. Professor Charles mm-hmm. Xavier. <laughs> so Charles... Isn't that right, Charles? So uh, he goes to um, he goes to he he meets someone you know doing all this, and uh, he goes to takes their advice, and he goes to this place in Port in Salem, Oregon, called the Pentecostal Mission and Training School, and mm. that's where he spends, uh, you know, like a summer. Nice. Now this is from Holy Rollers because because um, all of the early reporting on him stated that he just went into the woods and when he emerged months later he had a giant beard nice so uh, it seems to be there's some sort of reporting that you guys like holbrook you're just talking to regulars around town wasn't able to get um but no he didn't go in the woods and grow a giant beard he went to the pentecostal mission and learned to grow a beard. proselytize yeah learned to grow a beard yeah so uh he goes to the mission school and while he's there according to Craftfield. Crefield, uh, God tells Crefield that he is God's elected and he has to make a place to preach. So he, he creates a church on his own, not a physical church, a mental church called the Church of the Bride of Christ. Hey, mm. I like the mental church idea. Sure. Eventually he will try to make a physical church, but he doesn't have oh. one yet. So it's in your mind first. Church of the Bride of Christ, it's called. And boom, his, boom, name, boom. his name is now Joshua the <laughs> Second. Oh, he changed his name. Yes. What? Josh two. Josh two. Is that because uh, new batch? Uh, Jesus could be pronounced <laughs> as Yeshua, and he Yeshua was number one. No one. No one says. <laughs> All right. And I think I this think, church sounds mental, man. <laughs> I think we'll find later that uh, it doesn't matter. Okay. Hit me. Hey. All right. I like this. So, he says. I got to go find my church. I got a church up here. Mm-hmm. I need one out there. Yeah. And that means I need people. Got to find them. You can't have a church, a one-man church. You need a, you need a flock. That's right. Yeah. You know, you're not a shepherd with no sheep. That's right. So he, uh, he heads out to maybe the perfect place for it. Corvallis, Oregon. Perfect. Corvallis, Oregon translates to the heart of the valley. It was one of the final stops of all the stagecoaches coming over west, mm. this beautiful area, and I'm paraphrasing Holbrook here, but Corvallis, part of the Willamette Valley, sitting 80 lush green miles south of Portland, surrounded by places named Salem and Aurora and Amnity, where the Willamette River is full of beaver dams, and these dams soak the land with some of the most nutrient-rich soil this side of the Nile. <gasps> they have squashed the size of people there. People oh. the size of two squashes. You're shitting me. Wow. Shit squash. But Sh- Crefield himself, Joshua too, not a big man. Mm. Five, six, 135 pounds, light hair, pale blue eyes. Somewhat of a beaver himself. Some, yeah, and a little bit of a German accent. <laughs> what oh. makes you think I'm foreign? <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody have any logs I could chew on or anything <laughs> like this? <laughs> I have a church in my mind, you know. I'm going to build a church, mm-hmm. but it's only like in a, ra- it's like in a river. <laughs> <laughs> Most of my friends are sex workers. 
<laughs> Which is fine these days. And, and drunkards <laughs> and like drug addicts and stuff. But We've like got also goozers, boozers, <laughs> losers. Uh, yeah, anything you can think of. <laughs> Goosing and boozing. Just don't ask me to raise money, okay? <laughs> I'll fucking cut you. Mm-hmm. So he's eventually he just starts out, he's just preaching, saying that God has talked to him, and it's it's pretty agreeable stuff. Um, you know, God talks to all kinds of people, but, you know... Yeah, weren't people getting tired of that? No. I mean... It's not. They're still not. So... They're still not. <laughs> this guy means business. So eventually, you know, he starts... You know, wasn't there... Sorry. Isn't there, like, in Life of Brian, where it's like... When 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 Brian is saying he's not the Messiah, mm. and the guy, one of the guys is like, "No, this guy is the Messiah. Trust me, I followed lots of them." <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, it does happen. You know, there are you know, Peter's come to town, they leave, and some people are still looking for that healing feeling. You Anybody know, got into that good snake oil? Yeah. And mm. so, uh, so at first it's pretty agreeable stuff. And then he, you know, so as more people show up, he starts to denounce. He gets a little more fiery, mm. starts denouncing people. Um, and then he starts getting, uh, you know, bigger and, and, and uh, call and response things. And he's telling people, he says, uh, that, that get on your knees and pray, you know, and, and, and you know, uh, some of the women there start doing it. Mm. And as they're doing it, they're praying nonstop for hours on it. Oh, no. And he's telling them, he's like, you got to do this, otherwise God won't talk to you. And he starts rubbing their shoulders. Yeah, it's nice, isn't oh. it? And because he's, he's saying, this, I can't explain God talking to me. You can, you can only experience it. So you have to experience it like I've experienced it, right? <laughs> and so all these people are, these women are praying on their knees nonstop for hours on end. He's rubbing their shoulders and he says, quote, uh, all forms of mental and bodily suffering could be cured by the laying of hands. Mm. And, you know, and so they keep praying. Five, six, seven hours go by. And if you stop praying, you can catch these hands. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, if after seven hours you still haven't felt the word of God, mm. well, then you got to keep doing it because it's going to get you. Can you just say, oh, I got the message? Yeah, no, rhythm but, is no, going to get you. these people are not searching for a lie to God. They're searching for a real God. Yeah, they want it, man. But if yeah. they, but don't they want to like maybe go home too? No, nah. they, they've been home. Yeah. How many months did he have to disappear to hear the word of God? Are they going to get it after seven? It was hours? like a summer, but yeah. he didn't tell them that. Oh, right. Well, <laughs> my sexy Salem summer, <laughs> man. Oh man, me and I can God. almost picture it now. <laughs> me and God up by by the the lake or all whatever the, it was. All those drug addicts and hookers around mm-hmm. and beavers. So, so, uh, and then he says, if, you know, being on your knees and praying isn't getting it, get on the ground and start rolling around. Mm. And then as they're rolling around, they, they're shouting their prayers. Mm. And it's just like for anybody who's not in the building, like, this is just stupid. But for everybody who's in there, after a while, you have to meet, they reach whatever, right? Whether that's just exhaustion mm. or dehydration or whatever yes, it is. You, you are going to experience delirium, yes. which you can easily say is a conversation with God. Right. right. I mean, that's, yeah. That's the gist. Yeah. They could have just went to the desert and starved, but no, they were rolled around on the fucking dirty floor for yeah, yeah. 12 hours. Dizzy, yeah. huffing all sure. that lacquer. Yeah. Yeah. Lacquer. Lacquer. So, 
this keeps up, you know, and and it keeps having more and more of these. Uh, <laughs> and yes, you don't want to keep this <laughs> up. <laughs> nice. I knew you were going there. <laughs> and so, you know, they, they, these women come back and he's having more of these, uh, you know, and the, 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 fault, the people showing up starts growing. <laughs> and then one meetings, one meeting, this is the one that got a little scandalous, is uh, someone reported to the town that in the middle of the meeting, he said, vile clothes be off, and he ripped off his clothes ah. and was completely naked, and he encouraged everyone to also do that. <laughs> Checks out. Yeah. And the town was like, I don't know. We're a small town. We all know everybody. It was such a small town that, as they wrote in Holy Rollers, if someone left the town just to go to another town for the day... They would rep- they would report it people in the newspaper. Know, people know about it. They'd be like, so and so rode his bicycle to this town and then came back at night. <laughs> yeah, and that was the. So if everybody's naked, you're like, Henry Jacobson got his balls out. And man, were those things a mess. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <exactly. laughs> but they would. That would be inappropriate to write about. So they wouldn't write about uh, that. That just became Phyllis, a rumor. Phyllis got them big old taters out. <laughs> and let me tell you, she couldn't roll but halfway. <laughs> Before those things got in the way. She tried to roll the other way and ran into the same problem eventually. (laughs) Wow. It was kind of a three-quarters roll, but she did her best. We tried to get an artist's rendition of all that, but yep, yep and die. That was the time of my life. (laughs) We had someone do a chalk rubbing (laughs) of the floor. (laughs) So... the town gets annoyed. 1903, the town... <laughs> the town gets annoyed. This is just a few months into it. The town is like, this is stupid. 1903, they say, you're forbidden from having gatherings in the city Fuck limits. Fuck out of here, man. And so, naturally, he tells his flock, he says, God says, we have to hold meetings somewhere else. Gotta do it. And so, he says, three miles away, there's an island. Let's go to this island called Smith Island. He says, let's go to Smith Island, because that's what God is telling me. God's saying, your place is going to be there. Mm-hmm. We're going to start a camp there. Bring your friends and family. Leave the clothes. Yeah. <laughs> At home. Where we're going, we don't need clothes. <laughs> hey, Doc, I don't know if we have enough clothes to make it to Smith Island. You might have to go pack up. Clothes. <laughs> so, he heads out to the island. And following him to the island are just all of these family members, all of these different, but uh, there's a little bit of a list here. The Mitchell sisters, Donna, 33, Esther, 15, they show up. Addie Bray, 22, and her friend Rose Seeley. Oh. Ma- Maud Hurt, 23, and her mother Sarah, and her younger sister May, who's 16. Nice. A young couple, and the young couple's uh, wife's mother. And this guy named Samson Lewis. Just on his own. Yeah. Normally these things don't allow single men. Nope. Well, you got, a lot of, you got a lot of single ladies first. Yes. A lot. An, yeah, another that's man, nice. another couple of men, along with uh, Molly and Olive Sandal from one of the richest families in town. Mm. Uh, eventually, this guy named Brooks shows up. He just be, gets known as Brother Brooks. Mm. He becomes the right-hand man. Oh. And so, <laughs> at times, so they, they, just, they were in kind of like the dirt. They didn't know how to build anything. They had tents. Mm-hmm. And for 24 hours straight at times, they would just roll on the ground and yell. And this would go on for several weeks mm-hmm. uh, until a man named James, James Barry, who is engaged to Maud Hurt, shows up and he sees what's happening and doesn't stop anything. Instead, he, he had previously loaned 
Joshua to some money. Yeah. And then he's like, hey, can I get that money back? And Joshua goes, uh, no, God said it's paid off. Ah. And then Joshua says, you know what? That new car you bought, could you sell that and give us the money for it? Because God said that would help. Yeah. Did uh, he beat the shit out of him? No, no, no. He um, sold the car? No, he just leaves. Hmm. And his wife is still there. Still on the island. Yeah. yeah. Can wow. You, you can keep her. <laughs> wow. Because Joshua says that God told me that we have to build a tabernacle, which is a holy house. That's right. Uh, for us to live in here. Mm-hmm. And so we just need this money and then we can build a tabernacle. Meanwhile, there's no builders among this crew. No, no they couldn't build a tackle box. No, they can. They have tents. Yeah. They're living in tents in dirt. And they're barely, they have to steal food from like orchards and shit to eat. So they get off the island. Well, and, no, and not yet. That's forward. No, I mean, they hit up, they, they hit up the orchard. There's no orchards on the island, right? Uh, I don't know if there's any on this specific island, but they're stealing food to eat. Stealing or, or, or foraging? Foraging, probably stealing some. Um, I don't A little know. bit of both. Probably it's all gods in their eyes. So. Yeah. Anyway, Jay, this guy, James Berry, says uh, either God or, 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 or Creffield made a mistake. Yeah. Yeah, you think? Yeah. Uh, and then Joshua tells uh, his wife to call off the engagement, and she does. Hmm. And Joshua tells this other guy's wife? Yeah, this guy, James' wife. Like he, whispers to her while yeah, she's like, he won't loan his money. He's, he's probably, he works with the yeah, devil. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he's an infidel. Nice. So then Joshua starts preaching about purity. And he tells you covered in dirt. He tells all of the women to call off their engagements. So a few do, and then all the, all the school age women stop going to school. They're on an island, and uh, all of their teachers are like, "This seems troubling." Oh yeah, this fucking town paper's got to be going nuts. Yeah, all the twenty-three year old women are gone, and they're all out on this island over there. I mean, that fucking paper has got to be fucking... Most of the paper has to be about yeah, Smith they, Island. They yeah. don't have any space to talk about who went to the store. Yeah. Mm-mm. They're printing up all this salacious stuff about people rolling in the dirt, calling off engagements and eating fucking you know, yeah. plums that aren't there. I mean, if I'm a fucking reporter for that paper, man, I just got some binox on the shore. Hi. And I'm looking at... it. Uh, I would embed myself. Yeah. I would be an embedded reporter. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So, so then uh, after, right after this, after he tells everybody to cut off their engagements, he says that God has given him a new directive. And he, the quote, uh, he was to perform a ceremony with each and every woman in the flock that would endow them with the grace of love. That's right. Mm. And uh, so even, you know, some of the men were like, that seems weird. Hmm. Uh, but if, they, if you there's only two of them there, if you didn't agree with it, then you weren't serious about your faith. And then you were shunned. And then some of the men left and their wives stayed. Of course. And Brother Brooks is going nowhere. But so there's a story. Uh, I'm in for the long haul, J2. <laughs> there's a story told in, in Holy Roller where he would go up to someone and he'd say, like, have you got God yet? And they're like, I don't think so. And he's like, then you need private teaching. And the story they tell, though, is one of him. Private teaching. The pronoun is him and a, and a man. And they go to a tent mm-hmm. and he's giving a private teaching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And another guy is like. I wonder what's going on. Again, the private teacher is supposed to be like some whipping or something, right? And the other, then another man is like, that seems interesting. Hmm. And, he, and he opens up a tent flap and uh, Joshua and this young young man, uh, once, once they saw this guy had seen them, they said he was the devil and they chased him and they beat him so badly he had to go back into town and he had two black eyes. And what did he see? He didn't say. <laughs> you can imagine. 
Now, <laughs> the, this this one specific story uh, is a, is a quote from someone, you know, around that time. But you also have to imagine it was interesting to because none of the other accounts had anything about it being bisexual, Hom- homosexual, right? But of course, most of them are women, and he did that with all the women. Too. We had to beat him bloody because he was he was a, a voyeuristic watching uh-huh. <laughs> gay sex. Yeah, hey, he was probably doing the thing when <laughs> Jason Van Glass said it about. Well, Jonestown, if you're so straight, then kiss me. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. So yes, yeah, so there wasn't there was a nearby orchard. They would like all they ate were peaches for a while because oh. there was only a nearby orchard. And yeah, also what 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 huh what I, what you can what you you can buy it's just coming to can. Are you talking about the girls being peaches? <laughs> like, and, uh, the emoji, the peach, or you're talking about the the effect that eating solely fruit might have on the taste of your spoil. <laughs> I didn't oh. thought of that. But. I don't think you know Wild at Heart. Have you seen Wild at Heart? He's, he's talking about Nicholas Cage. Somebody's like, that's not, then, oh yeah, that's not Wild yeah. at Heart. Then she she spread her legs and oh. she said, "Take a bite of peach." And then Nicholas yeah. Cage also says in Face Off, "A peach. I could eat a peach for hours." Oh, God. I mean, shout out to the wonderful Jorge Riverall, who, Wild at Heart is his favorite movie, and he likes it so much, he's like, have you seen it? And I said, no. And so he sent me a copy of it. It's, it's, and I watched it. It's one. It's well, absolutely It's insane. my favorite David Lynch movie, and it's an adaptation, but it's amazing. It's a, yeah. Uh, so anyway, the Salvation Army hears about this. They send a regiment out to the island. Who brought the cream? <laughs> well, probably not who brought the peaches. Mm-hmm. It's creme fresh. <laughs> So the Salvation Army hears about this. They send a regiment out to the island uh, to stop this foolishness, right? But the captain of the regiment, he goes into the the camp. Next thing you know, his clothes are off and he throws them in the bonfire. You and now it. he's part of the group. The yeah. Salvation Army abandons the town and even the building they were using. Wow. The building becomes like taken over by a dry cleaner or something. Dry cleaner? Or a laundry, I don't you know. Laundromat. I'm just saying, yeah, it's, a, yeah. it's a, sad, yeah. a sad account of an army. Yeah. Just like, oh, we can't convert. We better get out of this whole place. Mm. (laughs) Probably had no money. No money. (laughs) (laughs) Eventually, you know, weather, right? So they're on this island. And, of course, then it starts raining. And it's a bad place to be uh, when it's raining. Oh, the muddy island? Yeah. (laughs) Seems like not a good idea. Pack Northwest? (laughs) So Joshua's like, oh, man, just... We need a new place, God says. This is a sign. And so Maud and Sarah Hurt, the daughter who had called off her engagement, and the mother, her mother, say, hey, our family has a cabin just outside of town, which is perfect because you can't be in town. Mm-hmm. Is that the wealthy ones you were saying? They weren't the wealthy ones, but they had a nice enough cabin, and it can fit 18 people in it. Say. Oh, hey. So you can fit almost the whole group, at least, you know? Have you had this the whole time? <laughs> we've been out here rolling in the fucking dirt like savages. Well, so, so the Eating thing peaches. is, the... <laughs> the matriarch of the family, O.V. Hurt. O.V.? I don't know what the O.V. stands for, but his name's O.V. Hurt. He's just the... He's almost too nice. He's a guy who, like... Oh, the patriarch. The purest... Yeah, patriarch. The purest, like, Christian, like... Yeah. Well, you know, you gotta help people. Sure. I think it's important, you know, people make mistakes. And sure. We'll do, and so... I he, gotta fill this cabin with these 18 fucking psychos. You know, I love my Most daughter. Most of them and my, women. And That's my pretty wife. cool. <laughs> Just fine these days. I like that. Uh, so he was there with his son Frank. Uh, and Ovi had uh, him and his wife had adopted. You know, after when his kids were going to college, he adopted three more kids. Mm. Oh, he just seemed like a good dude. 
But now, after after they move into this place, now Joshua is saying, "This is what you eat. This is when you eat." He's, you know, he had already taken all of their had all of their clothes thrown to a fire, and they had to have like, like rags. As really? Clothes. Yeah. And so they're all dressing like shit. Mm-hmm. They're eating like shit. But he's in control of the entire operation. Sure. Because you know, God. That's what you do. Yeah. And everybody's got a nice pubic beard. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> So, so nice infestation of lies. Mm-hmm. You in the jungle now, baby. <laughs> and he he would tell them when to pray. He would tell them when to sleep. He would tell them how to sleep. Sometimes he would make them sleep in the cold. Sometimes oh. he would starve them. Just this whole nonstop grinding Te- you into. Faith, yeah. This into is gonna his. be worth it. <laughs> and uh, Ov Hurt was eventually just being there, being like, "This seems stupid." He was eventually called the Black Devil. He'd been married to his wife for 23 years. She was now a part of this thing. Hell yeah. And after a month or two, he just can't take it anymore. He quits his job, starts dressing in rags and joins. Wow. OV? And he, you know, he always dressed nice. He had a, he had a good job, you know, he's, and now he's just part of this. And so not long after this is the uh, twice annual house cleaning. So it's like there's almost this ritual in town, you know, you clean your house in spring and fall. Mm-hmm. And what you do is you take everything that you don't need, like all the rags and stuff. And mm-hmm. the, the rag guy comes around and you give it to him. Yeah. You know, and you know, the rag and bone guy. Yeah, basically. But, you know, not the bones. No, no, you got to you make you put that in a pot, <laughs> boil it for a few days. You got yourself a broth going. Yeah. Usually just like you beat some carpets and you hand your rags off. Yeah. You know? yeah. But uh, Joshua says, no, this is what we're going to do. We're going to take everything out of this house and burn it. So they burn all the furniture, and then there's no furniture left, so they start tearing up all the walkways and fences, and they burn those. And then other people go to their houses, and they take everything from their houses and burn them. Pictures. Why? Uh, uh, riches. Uh, it's, a, it's a sacrifice. Uh, yeah. A cleansing. It's a cleansing. A, a burnt offering to the Lord. And then and the Lord smelled it, and it was good. They tear up the walkways. They tear up the trees. They tear up the bushes. Do they tear up the dance floor? <laughs> they, mm-hmm. they might as well have. They burn all of it, and then to top off the fire, they burn the chickens, and they throw the cat and the dog in there. What? No, yes. that's unacceptable. Yeah. Wow. Alive? Yeah. Oh, big time. I feel like the cat or dog could get out. <laughs> the cat definitely could. Yeah. Definitely could. You can't, you can't get a cat in a fucking but, I mean, sink. You have a fucking bonfire of, of like f- five, six hours of furniture, maybe. You know. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fucked up. I don't like yeah. that part at all. It seems like these guys almost just are always test, testing yeah, the limits yeah. of acceptable. Yeah, yeah let's see. What like, what's going to be the Absolutely. line? I'm like, I'm over this. I'm just going to. Be crazy so they leave and then it is they never do. Mm, yeah, it's almost the thing with like Melisandre burning the daughter. Like, huh. you'll accept yeah, this. Yeah. This will this will okay. be okay. Well, I got you. Well, then. first I'm gonna fuck your husband. Yeah. That's then, fine. And then I'm gonna put leeches on this guy's cock. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm gonna burn your daughter. Yeah. I gotta be honest. I'm out of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> but if you already have all, all like everybody with their clothes off, it's like what's left to yeah win. Is he fucking anybody yet, or? Well, uh, uh, we'll get there. I think the implication is he's fucking. Everybody the implication the whole time. is that he is, but there's no film evidence. There's no. There's no. Um, there, those are the rumors, but at the same time, yeah, um, the medium is a, rumor. According to what people are told later, um, it might not start until later. Okay. Right. 
Uh, sure. So again, you know, so you know, he's I leading would, up to it. I would hope, you know, this is this is a very short span of time. This is all happening within a year. This is, Jesus so, Christ. So yeah, yeah, yeah no, I, it kind of makes sense <laughs> uh, <laughs> because you're not going to put up with this shit for that with like the things that you have mentioned in order. You kind of you you kind of don't think you could put up with it. Oh, for that I, I I I would think it would be easier to make these harsh of changes and. More time. No, well, well, I mean, so like going to the island. That's a vacate. Let it's yeah, like it's yeah. a vacation, right? Rolling around for twenty four <laughs> yeah. hours a day. You and can't I do guess that. if you're with each other twenty four seven, it's things are going to be moving faster. Yeah. But you know, it's like oh, to get a guy like Ov to stop wearing suits and start wearing rags is like, you know, that's th- kind th- of a long game. That thing, seems sure. like the kind of thing where you'd be like, oh, that's going to take a minute, you know. But but now burning everything, right? So one of the results of that is now there's nothing for all these people to return to. Right? Yeah. Or to stay warm. Right. And so now they need him even more. And there is like a secret prayer that goes around the the group, which is, quote, please, God, don't let Joshua be wrong. Oh. Wow. Because, you know, you know, you reach a point where you go, well, we've gotten this, you know, it's the loss, the sunk cost fallacy. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Come this far, we got to keep going. Yeah. It, that seems like the secret prayer of every yes. religion or cult or, yeah. you know, cult of personality type of well, thing. Definitely like, the ones where you started fucking burning dogs. No morality. I mean, Jesus, man. Yeah, you said it. Who, who's, who, who, like, who, you know what? Fuck this dog. Who's this for? Like, what the fuck is going yeah, on? Yeah, I mean, I can understand a cat, but like, <laughs> they already don't have their clothes, man. Just be cool. Well, the thing is, you know, you got the cabin. It's still, up. it's still, you know, for him, maybe, maybe the control. I mean, we can get into it after, but maybe the control well, maybe is. God, well, no, yeah, no, I, like I dogs, think that's it, oh, too, is know? that um, if there's no mission, right. what are we doing? Right. And then it's idle hands are, it, are, are doubtful of a leader. Mm-hmm. Right. So you, even if you're doing something bad, at least you're doing something. Right. You got to keep, there's a project. Upping the, sta- or at least the next thing. Otherwise, like, you, they're just going to get. Yeah. I mean, think about how. You get used to something. Think about how bored we got that fast in a cabin where you go like, man, this is a lot of time here. And then you go like, all right, well, what now? And you're just like, all right, well, I guess I'll wash those dishes. And then <laughs> yes. I guess we'll try to like fix this thing. You know, like you gotta, you gotta, you keep, gotta keep, you gotta keep shit, shit going. Well, yeah. the, and the moment that, so like, it, let's say they eat something. Now they have energy. Will they think about not being here? Right. right? So now we're going to, oh, we have all this energy. Let's burn everything. That's, let's, let's, here's a thing to focus on. So yeah. you don't think about not being here. Right? Yeah. And especially if I have you burn everything that you like uh, one of the people, uh, one of the Hertz burns uh, a guitar, which is like there's barely any guitars out there. Mm-hmm. She burns a guitar. She won in in uh, like some context, mm-hmm. uh, and so they burn things that are irreplaceable. Right. Someone burns a bike, and it's like there's mm-hmm. barely any bikes out here. Yeah. yeah, but burn especially the things that remind you of other times. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, tie you to the to the time before, and now though that. That there space, is nothing but life here. Yeah, that space in your uh, in your mind is now occupied by the group, yeah. right? Or me, or whatever it is. Right. So it's not just you know you give up your money because then that, uh, that'll fund it, but you give up your possessions so you are desperately in need yes. of, of what they are, right. what this place offers. Yeah. So John, the uh, the cover just uh, the spirit moved it. It did. I also think that's kind of a a thing with like you know the. The doing away of, 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 of everything under, like, you know, 
like the original Soviet stuff too. Sure, it's like, sure. you know, getting really like the state should be your religion. Well, yeah, that's the point of, you know, it's, um, just like the only life you have is the one you have with me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's a thing that happens with abusive, uh, partners too. Yeah. So anyway, so now at this point, everybody's in because all they're saying is please let him be right. Because mm-hmm. if he isn't, then, you know, they're reaching a point of no going back. So, um, Right after, like, after this giant bonfire, the whole town is like, okay, this is too much. And this is right out of town, right outside of town. But it, everybody in town is obviously aware of it. Small Hell town. yeah. One guy rode his bike to somewhere and noticed it, you know. And so the sheriff <laughs> this shows place up. smells like burning bike. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the sheriff shows up and Joshua says, uh, what do you want? The sheriff says, oh, I just want to come in and see what's going on. And Joshua says, oh, I, let me ask God if that's okay. And he starts... He starts walking forward and then backward on the porch and then like shouting into the heavens. And the sheriff is like, this is fucking stupid. And then o- <laughs> OV, OV hurts, sticks his head out the window and he's like, oh, hey, sheriff, how are you? And the sheriff's like, hi, OV, can I come in? OV's like, yeah, sure. Come in. He's, he's, he's not God. You just got to ask. Wait, wait, it wasn't even that. It was just like, well, you just got to talk to the right guy, you know? Hmm. And so he goes in, the sheriff goes in. But also that's OV going over Josh's head a little bit, right? Yeah, but he's it, upstairs. Oh, he seems like the guy who he didn't join because he believed. He joined because he's like, I love my wife and kids. Yeah, and they're in this, and I want it. Sure, I want to. Not, I don't. I don't want them to be here. So, yeah. but at the very least, if I'm here, I can. Now, chef, this is just a new zany portion of my life. You know what I'm saying? You know? I've, I'm, I've been going to go on somewhat of a midlife crisis. And, uh, well, Corvettes don't exist yet. And, uh, well... Perhaps you wonder why I'm wearing this dusty old potato sack. Well, <laughs> uh, I'll tell you, Josh has most of my three pieces. Uh, uh, they have now been reduced to particulate matter floating uh, yeah, over our yeah, yeah. pieces. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> particulate matter. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. want to get into particular uh, matters, but uh, yeah, they're burned. Um, <laughs> yeah, they, they're floating in the stratosphere <laughs> along with uh, uh, our dog uh, Pooch. Uh. <laughs> so, you know, so with the rolling, you know, all of this rolling in the ground, they're they're dubbed the Holy Rollers. Yeah, and it seems like they took that on. There's a here's this is from the Seattle Star. That is the origin of the term. Yeah. That is so crazy. That is that well known of a term. Mm-hmm. Well, and people be, don't really understand. It's about rolling on the fucking ground. You will hear... Um, we got Quakers, Shakers, Rollers, and, and Mormons. So, so, I mean, and it, Mormons. It would, uh, it would eventually, you know, become international news. But until it does, here's a picture of... of uh, Keep rolling, of Joshua rolling, rolling, rolling. In the Seattle Star... <laughs> This is him with his beard. Uh, That's Joshua? Yeah. Oh, he looks like any other guy like with Terrence a giant McKenna. beard. Holy shit, he looks like a lunatic. <sighs> Holy roller ruled by hypnotic power. So it's, that was kind of like a post story, but that, that was a picture of how he looked at the time. <laughs> Jacko on his backo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so the sheriff shows up. Uh, he, uh. he hears the explanation of the burnings, and he's like, okay, this is stupid. And he says, he takes Joshua and Brother Brooks into custody. For burning their own shit? Just for being like a public nuisance, I think. You know, It's public opinion is like... He takes Joshua and... Brother, brother Brooks. Brother Brooks. Oh, bro- oh, yeah, yeah, Brooks yeah. Brothers. Yeah. 
But which is funny because all the suits are burned. <laughs> You're gonna like the way you look. It's your birthday suit, pal. <laughs> and, and so uh, they they're they're questioned by like a, a doctor who uh, to see if they're sane, and they can't be put in the asylum. Um, they can't be committed to an asylum against their will. So they're they're deemed uh, not insane. Mm-hmm. But the sheriff says. Um, you know, probably be guess best if you got out of here. Hightail it out of here. Uh, because what had, what had been happening by now, after the burning, is that the news got to Portland and Seattle, and then the Associated Press picked it up, so it went national. And then it even reached Edinburgh. Oh, Scotland. So even in, even in the Edinburgh Scotsman... That there's a cult, and they're making these people burn everything. Yeah. But that's not even that scandalous yet. Why would that go all the way to Scotland? Because it's scandalous. Is it? Yes. How, how many members this are is in this night, cult was it, now? This is 19, 1904. And that, there's probably like 20, 25 maybe at most. Wow. This, it, well, I mean, I, I think it is. I think I, I get what you're saying, John, is that it is pretty amazing that uh, that in what the very turn of that century, the small town news of uh, just a group of 20 people yeah. made it all the way. It's sensationalist. Even if it's it is, it's certainly sensationalist, and you know, but it's not. Is it newsworthy? Is it, well, the it, thing is, is that I think it's the same thing that drives the sensationalism of cults ex- now. Which exactly, is, I bet he's fucking those girls. Exactly, that's that's what, that's why the, it's it's the the thing between the lines that's that what actually every story is really story. about. Yeah, yes. sure. They but don't say it, but they're like, yeah, and you made them get rid of their clothes. Huh? That's why at Edinburgh they're like, did you hear about this orgy shit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, about this uh, thing and uh, the, uh, Did you fucking hear about this fucking German prick out? <laughs> and, he, and he, he's got his cock halfway up the ears of old Phyllis there. She couldn't do her 360 roll, mate. She couldn't fully <laughs> roll. Lo- the <laughs> fucking taters were too big, lad. <laughs> she was a fucking holy weeble wobble. <laughs> she was a holy dreidel, mate. <laughs> She was spinning the wrong way. But they did burn the <laughs> fucking dog. Hey, I don't like that. No. Yeah, also burn the duck. But uh, I'm glad your your real voice came at you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I keeps it under wraps. <laughs> I like to, uh, like to hide it. <laughs> Keep it for special occasions. Only when I get horny. So they 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 get out from the the sheriff releases them, and as they get back to the house, a bunch of townspeople show up and and uh, stone the house. They break the wind, like they break the windows with rocks. They throw rocks. Yeah, these are the not house. people that value anything. Yeah, right, you're right, doing right, them a favor, I guess. And then they like they turn the they turn over the outhouses and leave. It's just, <laughs> oh hell yeah, that's that's the uh, it's just it was not frontier helpful. upper decking. It's not like you're stuck. Like all the women in there, are like yeah, this seems to be safer in here with the guy who's fucking us. Joshua, they broke all the windows, yeah. so we'll have nothing to do tomorrow. <laughs> I'm afraid the weekend's shot. <laughs> <laughs> we could burn the shit. <laughs> Turning the outhouses over, I like that a lot. That's, that's, that's a real cunty move. Yeah. So, uh, so then o- Ov um, he gets the sheriff to say uh, that he'll protect the house from these guys, from Brooks and Joshua. 
So, so well, OV. I'm sorry. Explain that again. So, so after they're taken out, after and they, OV, and, and they come back, uh-huh. and they're uh, the house gets stoned. OV goes to the sheriff, and he goes, "These guys are causing trouble for this house, my house." He's saying, "You got to, you got to keep these guys out of my house. You have to keep the leaders of this Joshua and Brooks out of my house because." Oh, so there's trouble in paradise now. Well, yeah, because I mean, OV was he didn't join to. He's an otherwise sensible man. Well, he—I mean, he didn't—he didn't join. It he's allowing like, it. He's yeah. not into it. He's so—he's saying this is. I guess if this is this is good for my family, right? Yeah. I well, I can roll around naked for hours on end. I'll burn all my shit, all your shit, our pets. But as soon as you throw rocks at my house, well, I, that's I th- where I, think, I draw I think the, the line. The burning was probably like, and you know, there's 25 people. It's not like he could stop it. Otherwise, otherwise, he had recognized that other family members who had tried to stop other people who were part of this were immediately called the devil and cast out. Mm. And so he's like, if I get thrown out of my own house, yeah. what the fuck happens to my house? Sure. Right. So the sheriff uh, then goes, uh, he goes up to O.V. and Brooks, or uh, uh, Joshua and Brooks, and he says, guys, O.V. does this. And he says, guys, you got to leave. Yeah. Enough. And so the, the next day, uh, Joshua is seen fleeing town in a buggy, and Brooks is seen running out of riding a bicycle south out of town. Uh, quote, pedaling for all his life worth. Because apparently they had, if they're not in the house, the mob's going to get him. They got to mm. get out of here. So it sounds like somebody didn't burn all their belongings. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. I've been hiding this bicycle up my ass for 18 months. <laughs> Glad this pile of leaves was here. Uh, two days later, they're brought back into... Uh, Frank Hurt, uh, they're brought back into the house by the son, Frank Hurt, mm. who is, like, he's probably, like, 18, 19. He's a traitor. He's in, the, he's in it. He brings them That's back. That's O.V.'s son? Yeah. So then O.V., he uh, leaves town for a few days, and he goes to Portland with a friend, mm. and he clears his head, and he's like, this is a big problem. He goes back, and he threatens them. They leave now, this time. And as they leave, their son, his son Frank rides them out of town in his own buggy, mm. and he's trying to ride them to a place to start the, a new tabernacle, right? Mm-hmm. And they, they, they have no idea what they're doing. They try to cross this river. The buggy gets flipped. They, they, they are almost drowning. They, they, take, they fall in the river for 200 yards. They're trying to swim out of it. Jesus Christ. The buggy's broken. The horse is gone. They barely pray, survive. Pray, you <laughs> dumb fucking bastards. And so Frank goes... Yeah, I'll, you know how to solve. I'll, I'll solve this. I'll rent a house with my wife, and then you guys can be in that house. So now Frank and his wife have a house where there's uh, there's something like fifteen. There's twelve other followers. Mm-hmm. This will be the new tabernacle. Mm. And, and uh, the, the dirty dozen. And <laughs> this time, this is about this. This is you know um, probably this is probably fall 1903. Hmm. And so by the end of the year, Joshua has announced to everybody in the house that God has some new teachings and cleansing rituals. Oh, good. I've been waiting for that. Nice. And that he's, you know, this whole time he's been searching for what he called the mother of the second Christ. Oh. Because the, oh. the, the child born with him and a woman will be the second Christ. That's right. Of course. Um, Doi. But, but, you know, with sex. Oh. You know. Oh, I... And, uh... You know, so he announces these 
Oh, but with these sex. new teachings of God, these new cleansing rituals, you know, he was a guy who, um, no one could eat unless he had touched the food. Cause if he touched the food, then he had cleansed it. Oh God. And so like some weeks he would only touch bread. They could only eat the bread that he had touched and cleansed. And so then it became one of these teachings with God is in order for you to be cleansed. I will cleanse you. That's right. So I, 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 I got to touch you. Or parts of you or inside mm, of you, I would imagine. Yeah. The tasty treats, the goody bits. And, uh, but he decides that he says God has told him that the mother of the second Christ will be 16-year-old Esther Mitchell. And she's in the crew. Oh, yeah. She's deep into the crew. She rolls deep. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> 16-year-old... She wholly rolls deep. Now, uh, how old is our good friend Joshua too now? Uh, he's probably about, he's about, uh, or somewhere around between 30 and 33. Oh. Hmm. Okay. And upon uh, hearing uh, this news, Esther's older sister commits her to the Boys and Girls Aid Society for Homeless and Abused Children in Portland. Whoa. And gets her out of there. Gets her out of there. It's basically, it's, it's an asylum, but it's not an insane asylum. It's an asylum for, you know, troubled youths and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when the, when the family goes there to visit her, Esther says she doesn't recognize any of the family. What? And she, she doesn't spend any time talking to any, anybody there. She spends all of her days rolling on the floor and shouting glory to God. Whoa. And when she says God, she means Joshua. J-Town. J-Town. Yikes. You got to get them young, you know, if you want to start a cult thing. Yeah, I Indo guess. You got to indoctrinate them, you know? You do. Yeah. And so, um, so it is, so that when she is committed, that is after Joshua had announced his teachings, uh, his new teachings. And when we come back, I will explain what those were. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Do yeah. what thou wilt. Shall be the whole of the law. And speaking of the whole of the law, young <laughs> Esther. <laughs> if you want to follow the glory of God, then put your junk in that damn hole, fool. <laughs> Quit fucking around. <laughs> we got a hog guillotine on the other side. All right, we'll be right back, folks. Um, stay tuned for the, uh, the new rules. Yikes. New rules! <laughs> And we're back. So now I'll get into it in one second. But first, uh, I want to finish the timeline because uh, you, you, you're not part of the cult. Only the cult members know about it until uh, Joshua is arrested. Mm. Only the cult members know about what? What he's about to say. Oh. So January 4th, 1904. The men of Corvallis form a posse. Ooh. They call it white hats, which, yeah, not ideal. Hey. Well, white hat is a term for like a be like a benevolent hacker. Sure, sure. There's black hats and white hats, different types of hackers. So it's not like, you know. But they probably looked around and said, "Well, what are the vigilantes like?" Mm -hmm. Anyway, it doesn't matter because all of these people are white. I mean, it does matter because they're white, but it doesn't matter. Anyway, so 
It only matters because they're white, I say. <laughs> we mentioned it in a Gilligan way. It was harmless. These people were on an island once. <laughs> so so uh, they form a posse. You got you to sit up for this one. I'm okay, sure. I'm just really like... Pay attention, baby. No, it's just the, it's the camera. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want you to look good. I want me to look good, too. So, uh, they form a posse, and... Sorry. It's a pussy posse. Pussy. <laughs> pussy oh. posse. Mm. Wet-ass pussy. <laughs> Wap. <laughs> so, they form the... Okay, so the, the town of Corvallis, they form a posse... And they call it the White Hats, and they take a ferry. Uh, like ferry a boat? No. Yeah, they, yeah, they <laughs> take a ferry. They, they basically all ride to Frank Hurt's house, where Joshua is staying. Mm -hmm. And they surround the house with torches. Very standard and, White and Hat thing. And there's 12 people in the house? Yeah. And so they cut off like all places to escape, and then they just bust in the door, and they take Joshua and Brooks out of the house. Hmm. All right. They, uh, uh, this is from uh, Holy Rollers. While Brooks was stoical, Creffield is said to have, quote, trembled like an aspen. Once stripped, someone claimed he used a yardstick to, quote, so they took their clothes off. Once stripped, someone claimed to use a yardstick to, quote, see how big the stallion is. The rumored measurement, 13 inches. Get out. That's what the rumor was. Hard, soft. They get it hard. Probably soft. Thirteen inches soft. Well, he's just—he's a grower. He's not a show. He's not hard in this moment. He's scared he of his life. He might be. He might have a fear erection. <laughs> fear erection. Yeah. Well, you know, it's—it's it's stimulation hey, to stimulation. Yeah. Moves. Yeah. Uh, and these guys are probably on horses too. Oh, you know, God. think about that. Right. So you got—he's like, I got to match those horses. A ton of dudes oh. on horses. Yes. Showing up. Everybody's got everything. And you're getting, you getting a fear chub. All the, du all the dudes who are like, who <laughs> let's see the, the stallion. Yeah, and Brooks is over there with his fucking three-incher stoic and, and brave. I'm just happy to be part of the group. Yeah. But uh, Criffchild. Yeah. <laughs> What's his name again? Well, his, his real name is Creffield. Creffield. When, when he's stripped, uh, I will call him Creffield when he's not in the... Yeah. Josh, too, is there with his big 13-inch hog. Yeah. Well, I think maybe that there was like an optical illusion because he was such a tiny svelte man that it like mm. it looked big. That definitely, there's definitely probably something like that. You know, classic, classic got, porn it's got a yard dimensions. Yeah, but also it's like, not you know, an optical illusion. I have a yardstick. No, no, yeah, to, yeah, to, to to the fair. standardization of measurement in the uh, in the Pacific Northwest is you know notoriously uh, a lackluster. Is it bigger than a bread basket? I'll let him have it. I'll let. It bat I'm sure he's a piece of shit. I'll let him have a, his big hog. Yeah, well, yeah, it, it definitely mean fits. It definitely fits with the uh, the people rescue. following him. If. Well, we have a lot of followers, and we don't add up to 13 inches between the three of us. Uh, uh, human centipede together. <laughs> Even if you tried. Uh, it, it, it adds up to the Rasputin-esque nature of uh, his, 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 his nickname. You got to yeah. see this thing, mister. Oh, boy. Yeah, something, you know. <laughs> All right, so he's got a 13-inch hog. And so, yeah, so the ta these the White Hats uh, took him and Brooks out of town. They bring him uh, to a dock, and they strip him naked, and they pour tar on them, and then they cover him with feathers. All right. And they shove him, and they say, get the fuck out of here. 
Into the water? No, not into the water. But they do it on the dock. Yeah. Or okay. just not on near. There's a lot of rivers there. Sure. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they figure, okay, this should do it. Yeah. That's that. Yeah. Easy to stop this man who's having <laughs> probably amazing, insane sex all the time from showing back up here. This mm. fucking big ass dick. They didn't say if it was thick. <sighs> you mm. know? It could have just been a ruler. Sure, sure, yeah. You know? Mm. He traveled like an aspen, you know. What the fuck is an aspen? Tree. Oh. Like in the wind. Yeah. Meanwhile, Brooks was pretty stoic. He's like, I got a small dick. You guys don't even care. <laughs> I'm in the clear. Nobody gives a shit about my little peck of wood. <laughs> now, yeah. now you're going to give us the rules? No, not yet. So they were threatened oh. with a hanging. And well, he was already hung. <laughs> yeah. He's <laughs> very good. And... Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Brooks uh, Brooks is said to have uh, gotten out of there, and he uh, ran to. Guys, it gets bigger. You might want to tar and feather me too. He ran to. He ran to some. He just busted into some woman's house in the middle of the night, <laughs> and she's like, "What are you doing here?" And he's like, "I'm an apostle. I'm son of God. I'm, I'm you know with the son of God. Blah blah." And she's I'm like, "I'm a bird." She's like, "Oh, okay. Oh, nice. Um, oh, nice. Well, why don't you rest by the fire? I have to go into town to <laughs> get some supplies for you to eat." And then she goes into town, and she's like, "Hey, I got one of those guys." Yeah. Here. The word had gotten around that it was I like... I got one of those eagle people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so, so then they, she got a little posse together and they, they, they kicked him out of there too. Now, Crutchfield, according to the Gazette, I don't know if this is Corvallis Cre- Cre- Crefield, Gazette. Crefield. Right? Crefield. I'm sorry, Crefield. Uh, according to the... This is the Corvallis Gazette or what, but um, they said that uh, after he was tarred and feather, the speed at which he ran the first hundred yards... He did it in 10 seconds, and if he had only been on the track team, they could have won a lot of honors that year. Yeah. Classic, classic gumption reporting. Yeah. yeah. But so, his knees were bruised from the dangling wang. Yeah, exactly. It had been chubbed up. Inside of his thighs took a beating. Mm-hmm. And all the drag of the feathers, too. You, I mean, non-wind aided 100-yard dash. I mean, you got to take some uh, time yeah. to compensate You're running that. with an anchor. Well, maybe, yeah. maybe you took flight. Maybe you're a little Is that what the bit? anchor means in, in relay? In track? Oh, a cock, a giant cock. Yeah, it's always the person with the biggest Yeah, that's right. Well, that's actually what they're relaying. (laughs) The baton is usually the guy's cock. (laughs) You got to see this thing. (laughs) Check it out. (laughs) Get away from here before all the women move in. (laughs) Tell everyone. If they should have taken this guy up to fucking Tacoma or Gig Harbor, they would have come by the boatload. To Olympia. Mm, Yeah. Shout out to Andres. So, uh, but this doesn't stop... Uh, Crefield, aka Joshua. The next day, he gets married to Maud Hart, the daughter of O.V. Hart uh, from that house. So not the sixteen-year-old. No, 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 no. She was in the asylum. Frank so he, sister. He says, "Turns out there's a second mother for the second Christ." Yeah, you know who knew? How I old mean, is she? How convenient. Thank you, the Lord. How, how old is she? Is what Aaron? Oh, I think she was twenty-three. Oh God. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know. Twenty early twenties, I believe. Um, and God uh, always has a backup plan. Yeah, and then he he runs off to Portland and he starts uh, preaching and rolling there. Mm-hmm. And but while while he runs off, one of the husbands of of one of the women who who was a roller in Corvallis, he brings his wife to the DA's office and he says. Um, uh, 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 My wife got fucked by this guy with this huge cock, and yeah. I am not over it, pal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 uh, it is uh, uh, what is it? Cheating on a 
Infidelity, adultery, adultery. So uh, he he has he he tricks his wife into signing a sheet that says uh, that Joshua committed adultery, Mm. and that she was aware. And so she wouldn't have signed it if she knew that that it was that because she wouldn't want him to get in trouble. Mm. But he tricks his him and the cops trick his wife into signing the sheet. So now there's a warrant out for Joshua's arrest for adultery. Sure, it's like taking down Capone. You know, you got to find. So, well, well, yeah, but she's walking around with that fucking severe weapon, you know, of mass destruction. And, yeah, you know, and yeah. and this guy's—it's a weapon. And this guy, this guy's been, this guy's been cuckolded, you know. He's been cuckolded in his own. This is cuckoldry. Now, meanwhile, they're like cuckold. Even though, even though Joshua isn't there anymore, the rollers don't stop. There's still 17 of them. They keep right on rolling, and they're pressing their faces in just like into the floor. They're just yelling about the word of God. Uh, they would just, they would do things like anything that came to their mind, they would do it. Let's try this. Because, <laughs> because if, if anything ha- popped into your mind, well, that's the word of God. Then you have to do it. Right. I mean, that's after a while that just became their thinking, I'm guessing. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like run into a room and pray in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Don't eat anymore. Go outside without a hat or shoes, which was very scandalous. You, you should not, never have gone outside with a, without a hat or shoes on back then mm-hmm. if you were a woman. Right. I don't make the rules. Right. Well, it's a, where the... Joshua all, makes the rules. All the body's heat escapes also, yes, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's essential. We'll get fucked up from that. So then uh, a bunch of these uh, these young girls were then set... They also were committed to the Boys and Girls Society. And then... <laughs> I don't believe in gender, so what, what is that? What? So you mean Explain the society? <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, you know, so all of this happened, um, you know, over the course of two or three months. Mm. And then on July 29th, O.V. hurt his 14-year-old son, who is not part of the uh, cult, is, uh, he's digging under the O.V.'s house for some uh, bait worms. Uh-oh. And he goes... I found a big 13-inch one, Pa! <laughs> <laughs> it's attached to this giant bird. <laughs> and I think it's a Shahalud from Dune. It's a sandworm, Paul. Oh, boy. Holy shit, this thing means business. And boy, does it have some spice. <laughs> it's got a big old butthole at the center of it. <laughs> mm. <laughs> he says he, he was like, he, he saw... He saw like a, a weird shape, and it, and then it was a little... It was like a white shape, and he was like, that doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. And then the shape started speaking in tongues to him and he's like i better tell pa because i know exactly who that is i've heard what? him say because you know he's been at the house whoa this is the thing that he dug up no well he's digging for worms and he hears this this he sees this shape oh in the distance not under the ground under the house right but not buried but not Barry. Oh, and then no. he gets closer, and the this shape starts speaking in tongues at him, and he goes, <laughs> "I know that voice. It's fucking Josh." And so he goes and he tells his dad, Ov. Ov gets the sheriff. They drag him out. He's has his his fingernails aren't cut. Uh, he's got like remnants of food cans in uncut, the, <laughs> and uh, his hair is just insanely long. He's completely naked, surviving on a steady diet of dick cheese. <laughs> didn't, they talk, didn't they talk about the the hog cheese. <laughs> he was living off his own Roquefort Gorgonzola <laughs> Either no, or No, no Most he, likely a Gouda He was German <laughs> He wasn't though There were cans of food And one of the neighbors 
afterwards, he's like, he bothered you know washing what? the lettuce. I saw a lot of his followers spending a lot of time around the edges of the underneath house. that house, They're rolling around on the ground. These girls love going under that house. And he, so he was in a hole for at least a month. He was in a hole six feet long. A foot and a half deep by two and a half feet wide. Mm. Was he fucking him through it? Yes. Oh, 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 oh yeah. And he comes out of the hole. He comes to ice warm. And the crowd, there's a crowd now that is now, and he re- spreads his arms and he says, I am Elijah. <laughs> and everybody just kind of laughed because it was the most pitiful sight they had ever seen. Mm. And then one of, the co- for- one of the cops, <laughs> one police officer said he was, quote, most wonderfully endowed by Mother Nature. Wow. Ah. He put it in his report, I guess. <laughs> Big dick came out of here. <laughs> you put me on the cross, you're going to have to tack this down. It had its own hole. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, 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 he's, he was in that, he was living under the house for a month. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he was in and his, under that, and in the house was basically just twelve chicks, or maybe a couple of guys. Well, they would take turns going in, you know. Hey, yeah, I mean, and I don't know if all of those women were still there, but they all knew where he was. Right, right, maybe right. they were back at their their houses where right, they, right, where normal would, people live. A lot of winking going on. Yeah, I'm just picking flowers. Yeah, and oh. comp. Oh, and so he's charged with adultery. He pleads not guilty. He says he's going to represent himself because God will look out for him. Duh. I mean, look, he has been so. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, the judge, in order to protect the the the, the, the stories, the stories of everybody involved, has a closed door trial. And a- as this trial is happening, and, and these everybody women, in the court, as these women are in the in the in the asylum, they start telling what happened. Well, tell us, and tell so us, the superintendent tell of the Boys and Girls AIDS Society says. Uh, the story is too revolting for print. No, come on. O- Ov Hurt is told by his adopted sixteen-year-old <laughs> daughter what happens, and he dies. He decides he not to. Pukes, bleeds from his ears. He doesn't want to tell it at the trial because he doesn't want it to get out. And for years, for for decades and decades, even even um, Holy Rollers, the book mentions that when they asked people in like the nineties or two thousands about this story. People I, said I, I don't like. People said we don't that. talk about that. Oh, I would, get the I, fuck out of here! In the nineties and two thousands, yeah, from the ninety nine to the two thousand, like during the war on terror, people don't want to talk about even it. Even in yeah. the post nine eleven world, yeah. <laughs> well, no, I, even I, even even after Max, Max Hardcore had been on the internet, yeah. Even after Enron, even after <laughs> Enron, <laughs> even after Enron, <laughs> you, even, well, even after Enron, I guess uh, pretty open to these things. Enron, Jeremy. <laughs> A real scandal. <laughs> so <laughs> the hungest guys in the room. <laughs> so so you're gonna tell us, right, Matt? Yes. Oh so this is God! Where we are. Oh boy, I'm gonna drink this beer. And so, it was a hung jury. No, without question, a hung defendant. Oh, that's right. Oh, boy. So this is from Holy Rollers, and this is the most thorough accounting. Mm-hmm. Uh, he spoke. Of, he spoke of cleansing oneself of sin, of attaining purity, love, and Jesus. Um. He, he quotes Romans and Paul and Romans. He says, do not be discouraged. God wants to use you to cleanse you, to purge you from the inbred sin, baptize you with fire, enable you to come up with his command to live a holy life. If you're willing to meet the conditions, blah, blah, blah. And he does this for, this is, you know, this is part of one of those like 12, 24 hour things. It's exhausting. It's a, 
in the trial? No, no, no. This the, is what the, he was doing. One of the, the cleansing rituals. Oh, okay. And so this is, you know, so this is what Ov didn't say, and this is what Gardner even didn't even say at the trial, just because mm. they wanted to save these women's reputation. When, mm-hmm. in retrospect, this would have helped the case. So Joshua tells women, he says, the second savior, like Christ, uh, he could purify her. And he says that this woman was right. Uh, this is what God had destined be revealed to them. He says he could now reveal what God had wanted them to know all along. That his true mission as Joshua was to find the woman who was going to be the, second, the mother of the second Christ. Mm. This is why he had sent them to him. And Christ will come again. And they said, which one of us? And he said, I don't know. It could be any of you. And they said, any of us? And he says, yeah. And he says, you know, we got to f- figure it out. I mean, yeah. I just... Story checks out. And... And why shouldn't there? This is... Okay, I'm just going to quote... Uh, this, is a, this is Josh. Jesus Christ, I tell you, has chosen me to purge the flesh for, uh, from sin of all those who are willing. He assured them that what they were about to do, uh, about to bid them to do free love, quote unquote, did not, quote, partake in the quality of lust, but was, quote, the will of God. He assured them that no matter what he did, because of who he was, Joshua, God's elect, the second savior, he was incapable of sin. (laughs) And so were they. (laughs) Even if it seems weird and abnormal, (laughs) you know, God's not going to judge. Even if I ask you to attack my bussy. That's not weird. Even if I ask you to make a sandwich of my mm-hmm. excrement. Uh, it's fine these days. <laughs> and why shouldn't there be enjoyment? I'm still quoting here. Why shouldn't there be enjoyment and glorying for God? Were they expected to always be suffering for God? Exhausting themselves the dirt? by praying and rolling for days and end, sleeping on bare floors. So they would know cold fasting. So they'd know hunger, estranging themselves from their friends and family. They had done their penance. Now it was time to reward God mm-hmm. for the reward God always wanted them to have for them to become brides of christ okay okay and let the good times roll there he dies <laughs> and so orgies in the name of god and purification were held at frank's house christmas season of 1903 mothers were debauched in the presence of their daughters and daughters were debauched in the presence of their mothers and after all had been debauched purified joshua instructed the women and girls to submit quote themselves to the lust of other men uh-huh. And the only other men left were Frank Hurt, Charles Brooks, Samson Levins, and Lee Campbell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so everybody, young and old, gave up all in service of him, Joshua, God's elect. They all made sacrifices to him. They all put themselves on the altar to him. They all gave themselves up to his bidding. They followed him wherever they led. All of them, that is, but Sarah Hurt. She refused to submit to him to make love to him. You remember she was the mother mm-hmm. of... She was supposed to be the, the, the bride. The... No, no, she was the mother oh, of... Oh. She's O.V. Hurt's wife. Mm. And she says, no, I don't know I, I'm not going to do this. And, and but Josh, I will watch. And... Joshua says, if you don't, you're out of the church and God will smite you. And, quote, soul plunging into an everlasting, burning, seething hell. So rather than eternal damnation... Mm-hmm. She fucks her son-in-law in front God. of her kids. Whoa. Frank. Yeah. Wow. Oh, man. Yeah, well, it's son-in-law. <laughs> I mean, as they write Holy Rose, very Old Testament. <laughs> Good God, dude. Wait, 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 She fucks her son-in-law. Frank, it's at his house. Right, right, right. right. Take a left and then get up. I'm here for the gangbang. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, the, um, yeah. Uh, all, all, <laughs> All portos 
and fake incest today. And he's 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 laying it down first with everybody. He's laying down the dick uh, solely. Yeah. First. At first it's him with every right. every woman. And, and then, then he when says, he's done, he's like <laughs> And then the Lord said, <laughs> if the homies can't have none, <laughs> it ain't no fun. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah. Brooks gotta get some. So uh <laughs> So she relented. Yep. Okay. And she jealous. she only fucked Frank. No, she well, she fucked Joshua too. Oh, she fucked them all. Yeah, well, oh, yeah. Okay, well, he yeah. fucked everybody, and then he said, yeah, "Now yeah. you should fuck all these other dudes right. who are mm-hmm. standing on the corner just jacking it." Right, mm-hmm. right, right. Now there was not like was there hot girl on girl action? Doesn't say. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, you roll over someone in the night. Now, Brad knows? Pitt can't fuck like that. He gets all fucked out. Oh, really? Yeah, I feel bad. I feel really bad for him. <laughs> that's what he says. That's what he says. <laughs> Gandolfini. Oh, right. I can't yeah, but I get all fucked out. What? Well, you have to remember. So, yes. You know, uh, Sarah Hurt is, she's deemed insane because of this. Why? What, for giving the testimony? No, for, for taking part in this, for fucking her son-in-law. Oh. And all of the other women. Her some da- of these women. Her are, daughter is. Is Maude. Who is still there? Yeah. Oh. And How does Maude feel about it? She's cool with it? They, they all she's love posh, it. Yeah. I mean, they're not the only mother-daughter. Right. Uh, thing. And uh, some of these girls are 16. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's, you know, there's a lot going on. Here. Yeah, there's a lot. So there's a lot, a lot, lot to unpack, especially in a, a a town that reports if somebody goes to another town for a day yeah. to ride a bike. We're gonna need more paper. <laughs> but none of this comes out because uh, <laughs> no one wants to have. These Nobody women. wants the paper to succeed. <laughs> uh, is, uh, I thought I had my scoop. <laughs> <laughs> we hate the editor. <laughs> so, <laughs> Keeping track of our comings and goings, especially the comings. Now, 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 Crutchfield is, uh, or uh, Cre- Crutchfield. Crutchfield, sorry. Uh, he is uh, deemed guilty by the jury. <laughs> the judge is very relieved on this. <laughs> Pouring sweat. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, God. Not again. Can somebody uh, give a testimony again, please? Fuck Fuck him. But, you know, even, even this, so this, if this testimony is in there, he probably goes away for forever. But it's not. And so he, he's arrested for adultery. He spends um, 17 uh, weeks in jail. And I'm going to show you a picture of him. 17 so here's, weeks. first off, this is what his arrest, 17 months, I'm sorry. So this is what he looked like after his arrest. But he's wearing, Under the house? wearing clothes. Hmm. Oh, he's a little doll of a man. Looks like fucking Mr. High. <laughs> yeah. Now, <laughs> ing under the house. <laughs> I want you to see what his Oregon State Penitentiary mugshot looks like. Oh, I thought you said his organ looks because like. Because I think this is probably the most telling picture of who he really is. Really? Oh, oh. that is raw, yeah. dude. Oh, my God. He looks, he looks like, like a guy. He who, looks like the guy from The Hills Have Eyes and Weird Science. Yeah. Yeah. And just, so what? That beard <laughs> did wonders to him. The things I've seen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got the <laughs> yardstick stare. <laughs> well, that's what they said. There's a, I mean, <laughs> Esther, some, a lot of the women who were involved in this, they had that. Uh, uh, Which is the same thing Rasputin had was that fucking gaze. The gaze. Well, a lot of the followers did too. Uh, uh, what, what's that Rolling Stones song? The girl with the faraway eyes. Mm-hmm. A lot of them had, a, a lot of them were described as, as women. or It's just like a gaze. Which just, you know, there's, I don't know, something's missing or. I don't know. Right. Well, they've been cleansed. Yeah. Uh, so he was 
when when he was living under the house, were they fucking him to the th- floorboards? <laughs> they would uh, when people had left. I don't know. They were fl- they were fucking somewhere. Right. They let him in the house. <laughs> maybe I don't. Possibly, maybe but, they went under the but house. But they were just. But at this point, they were just into it. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, at this point, I mean, they were I mean, into it the whole time. I mean, well, but he's imagine how he he's the savior, you know? Yeah. He's under there like fucking Saddam Hussein, dude. He fucking reeks. But they're doing it. Yeah, they're I doing it. I mean, everybody it. reeked back. It's not like they had fucking showers. Well, the guy that lives under the house really weak. Yeah, reeks, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, true. He's doing that Hey Dude episode way yeah, fucking Yeah, I love that episode. He came in through the floorboards. He came in <laughs> through the floorboards. Yeah. So, so he goes to jail. 17 months later, he is released December 13th, 1905. Uh, he moves to Seattle and he calls for Maude and he says, hey, I'm out. Uh, let's get married. And so they do, they get married on April 3rd, 1906. And then her mother, Sarah leaves again and shows up to join him. And then now he's already gotten, he's all right, fucking let's get, let's bring the crew back together. (laughs) So they're just smashing again. Yep. And he calls for a new Eden to be built. He tells every, all of his followers to join up. And, uh, he says, uh, quote, if you don't follow me, he says, if you don't follow me, everybody who doesn't follow me is in danger, he says. And, quote, I have called down. It's so this dangerous. Is re- this is reported in, in, in papers at the time and around when he says, so you remember this is um, April 3rd. 1905. This is early April. And he says, 1906, April, early April 1906. And this is reported in the papers. And he says, quote, I have called down the wrath of an angry God on these modern Sodoms of Seattle, Portland, Corvallis itself, in San Francisco. Hmm. And now they're all on fire. And less than a week later, <laughs> the earthquake hit San Francisco. Yeah. Well, he fucking pulled his dick out and it hit the ground. King Kong. <laughs> King Dog. Yeah, we got a regular Chris Evans over here. Al Goldstein was saying about John Holmes. It was like King Kong, but it said it was these huge balls. <laughs> what are you saying, Al? <laughs> I gotta fill time. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> so uh, the 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 earthquake, uh, uh, the the great earthquake happens. Um, and he goes, "Told you so." Exactly. <laughs> uh, nothing happened to Corvallis or Seattle or Portland, but he did say San Francisco. And, and so, and like these places are the Sodoms. Yeah, well, Corvallis doesn't like him, you know. Right, but like you know, well, there are places that he knows, and San, and they know, and also San Francisco for people. What I mean, like. But in terms of the the colloquial Sodom and Gomorrah that he's he's referring to, yeah, it should he, be your he, island. Yeah, it's wherever you were at. No, I mean, if you're not part of his cult, you're, no, I you're, get it, I get it. But yeah, he's doing and, all and, sorts and, of and nasty especially shit. people in the in the smaller cities like Corvallis, you know, if you had been, they had been to San Francisco, be mm-hmm. like, yeah, there's a lot of look at all this. Yeah, there's not white people here, right? This is, and it's not it's not wrong if you fuck him because that's yeah because yeah, it's a prophet it's, it's, not a, yeah. it's, it's God doing it. yeah these yeah. cities are full of people that don't fuck me that's yeah. why they suck see what happens when you don't fuck me see what happens exactly but, like, but at that point they're all they all want to fuck him yeah I mean I, I guess the mom the mom relented and fucked him in front of her daughter mm-hmm. well sure sure and sure then, they they want to but they also want. They're also addicted to the South, the, you know, yeah. the, they're, they're indoctrinated into the cult. Yeah. Keep it in right. the family, I guess. I mean, sure, maybe it feels good, but also maybe but a, 13, so a, a 13-inch dick also might feel uh, terrible. Terrible. No. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> 
Now, so, uh, so 13 inch dick. <laughs> so more people. So all of the, like, you know, after this, even like, even more Any guys around. I don't know if they are in this one. It doesn't seem like it. Yeah. Good move. Uh, no, no word on whatever. Yeah, I don't have to guys Brooks. in prison. Bro. Sure, Brooks is in the house. <laughs> there's no, no, there's no word if he, he is. It's just, it's just Joshua at this point and the, and the women. And, um, so word spreads about, he's starting this new Eden. And so this man named Lewis Hartley, uh, who I think his 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 wife or his sister was involved. He's like, well, fuck, I'm gonna fucking kill this guy. Enough of this. Mm-hmm. And so he hears that they're going to take a ferry to find a new place for Eden, and he hears where their plan is. So he he goes to the local uh, uh, sh- uh local store and he buys bullets and a revolver, and he knows where they're gonna cross the Yattas River, Y A C H T A S River in Oregon, and uh, he catches them as their ferry is leaving. He aims and he fires at, at, at Joshua and he fires again and again and again and again. And the gun doesn't fire. Whoa. And Joshua turns to the rollers and he says, you see, no man can kill Joshua. <laughs> but the issue. They should have had that guy from the crow load the, the gun. <laughs> well, what did I do with it? I don't have the book. But so the issue was that the storekeep was like. I know what you're doing. I don't want you to do this. I don't want you to get arrested for murder. So he sells him a center firing gun with, um, what is it? Uh, 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 outside firing bullets. What are those called? Uh, fuck. I had it. Oh, like, uh, like, 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 Buckshot type shit. Well, so so there's there's two types of bullets. Uh, oh, where like the hammer strikes. Yeah. So there's the center fire bullets where when the hammer hits the middle, you know. That's where everything is located. Right. But then there's the outside fire bullets where... It hits... Gotcha. Yeah. And so the guy sold him the, the wrong, wrong bullets, bullets for this gun purposefully so he wouldn't get arrested for murder. Yeah. He's like, don't do this, but I'm not going to... So anyways... Like, uh, I still want the sale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'm a capitalist, but not that much. Yeah, so uh, that's what this... So yeah. So the storekeeper says that, but maybe he was just like, hey, I can get the... I can thrift this. Five bucks. He's going to come back for the right bullets eventually. But meanwhile, so Joshua says, you know, no one can kill me, of course. Uh, they they get to some point in the river. They set up their camps. Um, they Again, they burn all their clothes. Get a quick nut out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, a man's daughter who... Uh, there's a guy who owns the land. His daughter's like, there's a fire over there. She takes a looking glass. She sees, she's like, this seems weird. And she never seen of <laughs> or heard yeah. from again. Yeah, you can't keep her down the farm. Uh, and uh, no, but she tells her dad. Her dad goes over there and he's like, you all got to leave. So they get back into a boat. They go again down the river. They're not really finding any place that seems good. Well, I thought people on the river were happy to give. <laughs> the wrong river. <laughs> and uh, so Joshua, he says, okay, uh, everybody, uh, he says, Maud, you go back to Seattle. I'll meet you there. Everybody here, find uh, there's this family member of one of you who will take you all in. And then he leaves. Hmm. Everybody who's part of the group who isn't Maud or him, they go to this family member's house. The guy goes... No fucking way. I don't think so, pal. And he sends them all back, and they all settle into this this uh, area near the river where there's like a cave and not much else. Good God. And as Hard it, times. As this is happening, <laughs> Maud, Maud uh, she gets on a train. Uh, Creffield says, I'm going to sneak around to all these, because he's like, if anybody catches him... It, Anybody in this area catches him. It's not good. Bad. It's not good. So Bod gets a train to Seattle, and the nearest station from where they were was in Corvallis. 
Oh, boy. And while they're in Corvallis, there's this young man named George Mitchell. And this old man in his 40s named Edwin Baldwin. And Baldwin, he had some family who were part of it. And George Mitchell, his sister is Esther Mitchell. Oh. The original second, the original mother of the second Christ. And they're both, Edwin's like, no, 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 I'll kill him. No, 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 you're young, I'll kill him. But meanwhile, George Mitchell, by this time, he'd started hearing voices. He'd become a spiritualist. And he says, it's my duty hmm. to, to kill this that man. Booty. <laughs> yes. Oh, no. He's oh, hearing he, different voices. He's, he's young, yeah. He's, he's only hearing the right voice. And so he talks to someone at the station who tells him that this woman is going up to Seattle. He takes the train up to Seattle. They had been, they had been at this station searching every passenger car for who knows how many days. Just trying to find. Days? Yeah. Searching a train? Searching every train that showed up to find. Oh, every train. Okay. I was like, one one train really stupid. We recognize any of these people. Talking Keystone cops? (laughs) And, you know, so George finds out Maude is going to Seattle. He takes a train up there and he walks the streets for five days straight. Every day he's just walking the streets. Monday, May 7th, 1906, he sees Maude and Creffield arm in arms. Maude is still wearing her rags. Creffield's in this ratty black suit. Mm-hmm. And they're on their way to buy a, a new skirt for Maud. Right. With uh, money. Who knows money, right? So Maud goes into a drugstore to weigh herself. The fun thing to do at the time. Also, even today. You know, it's good to know. And as this is happening, George steps out of the shadows, aims at the back of Creffield's head, fires one shot, and Creffield fell, and the unkillable man was now dead. Wow. Ah. The police show up. They find George standing by the body, smoking a cigar. He hands the cops the gun. There you go. He was 23 years old. Wow. George was? Yeah. That was Esther's sister, brother? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nice. Now, the townspeople of Corvallis, they put together a collection for his defense. Of course. And this this becomes the biggest news uh, story in the entire country until... On the East Coast in New York, Evelyn Nesbitt's husband, Harry Shaw, walks up and shoots Stanford White in the face in the middle of uh, a reception. I'm sorry, say that again? So Evelyn Nesbitt, one of the most infamous, a very famous actress in the early 1900s, she's married to this guy named Harry Thaw, who's this total fucking shitbag jackass, Uh but she was also raped by Stanford White, who's this theater producer. She tells Harry about this Uh in the middle of this reception Harry just walks up to Stanford and shoots him in the face. And that news story steals the thunder of... I see. Yes. Yes. Huh. And so, after, um, uh, after the, you know, as the trial goes on, um, uh, some of, of George, of George, some of the, the, some of the actual happenings uh, comes out on the stand. They interview his sister. They interview some other people. I think Maude. And all, all, anybody who's part of the cult will only admit that they knew Joshua mm. and that he was God, he was uh, the, the God's elect. Mm. Uh, they don't admit to anything else. Sure. The jury then finds George not guilty. Mm-hmm. They all shake his hand as they leave. He walks out and uh, it's a bright new day. Mm-hmm. And then one less big dick in the world. I'll tell you that. <laughs> and didn't even get to spread. The, so he was fucking all these people and didn't get one of them pregnant. Oh yeah, there no definitely there was definitely some that got pregnant. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. Is there? Are you gonna get to that or just? No. There's just the story of when um, later, like, I don't even. I don't. No one says how long later. It could be weeks. It could be days. Some some boat is traveling down the river and there's like. Ah, there's just a bunch of people starving over there. And they stop over and they go, hey, what's going on here? And they're like, oh, we're so-and-so, so-and-so. And they go, oh, yeah, he's dead. Mm. We're all pregnant. Yeah, mm. and one of them has like a five-month-old kid. Whoa. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, so he did knock some people Yeah, up. absolutely. Really? It's hard to pull But we started a whole new economic system <laughs> here. <laughs> With rocks and yeah. such. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so, uh, so George is... Um, He's not guilty. Yes. And uh, his brothers uh, are there to, to bring him home at the train station. Even Esther shows up to see him off at the train station. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, oh, that's really nice of her. And they walk to the train. And Esther's brother says, hey, you got a big coat. I'll let me carry that for you. She takes off her coat. And as she does that, she takes a gun, puts it to the back of George's head, and shoots a bullet through his head. Mm-hmm. Her own brother. Yeah. And what is she, 18, 17? She's probably 22. Was she, was she the one? She was not the one that she was... She was 16 when it started. And was she the one that was... She was not the one that was sent to away. She was. She was? Yeah. Oh, and she was still loving him. So she might have... Maybe she was 20. I'm, right. not, I'm not entirely sure of the time. Um, and she and Maud are both arrested for uh, murder. Mm-hmm. Because um, Maud helped, uh, helped plan it. They were just still totally Manson yeah. girls. Yeah, yeah. Like, totally uh, devoted. Yep. Ma- Maud is found guilty. Um, Esther is found insane. Uh, not long after Maud is in jail, she dies of strychnine poisoning. She kills herself with strychnine. Okay. Wow. I don't know what her age is. I think it's 26, maybe. Maud? Yeah. Uh, Esther would get out of the asylum after a few years. She stayed with a couple for some time. Eventually, she re- remarried. And not long after remarrying, she fell sick. Uh, then she started to get better, and then one night she's found spasming in her bed, and on her nightstand was an empty bottle of strychnine, mm. and she was 26. Wow. Weird. And that's largely the end of the story. Uh-huh. Largely. Largely. Well, you know, I, I mean, it's the end of the story, Every but... The part with the big dick, the largely yeah, part. Like the yeah. hot, sexy, nasty <laughs> shit. But, but as, you know... <laughs> now we go back to the fucking mushroom head bullshit. O.V., o- uh... Ovi had his wife, um, I believe, or not his wife, he had Maud uh, buried across from Josh, Joshua in a graveyard in Seattle, I believe it is, because he was like, this This is her, this is what she would have wanted. Wow. And I'm not sure if that's good or bad, but... Uh, and his wife? And there's no word on what happened with all of these people, but you imagine that the the this ruined... You think? So many houses uh yeah. for a long time yeah 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 well they, they took all the stuff out of them and burned it. <laughs> well, yeah that too <laughs> the guitar never got yeah. back you know dogs <laughs> so yeah so we don't know what happened to ovi's wife no i don't uh, there's nowhere to, i'm guessing that she moved back in the house i mean what the fuck else was she gonna go the yeah. the her jesus turns out was killable hmm. yeah no uh, oh, well so was jesus yeah yeah it yeah. happens funny enough it's kind of Main part of the story, big big time, yeah, big time. Uh, yeah, there's uh, holy shit, holy rollers, holy rollers. I did know just kind of the bare bones about that, which was 
the um, the loyal sex cult person. I mean, let's be honest. This guy really. We haven't done Rasputin yet, but this guy kind of out Rasputin's Rasputin because Rasputin's thing was more about his influence over the Romanovs. Right, right. And yeah, he had a big dick, and you know, there was the fucking Mad Monk and all that stuff, mm. and you know, had had undue sway considering the fucking nasty hairy smelly fuck that he was so very similar but but also I just mean, the, the 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 height of of uh, spiritualism and and charlatanism as a result yeah this but this guy throughout the world this guy can out rasputin's rasputin yeah you know in terms of the the really the the, the stuff you want to hear about sure yeah yeah and that's what i mean that's what none of the the wpa report uh, doesn't have it, I don't believe. Uh, Holbrook doesn't have it. I mean, he's too classy to write about it like that, I guess. But then seeing the Holy Rollers has it. See, seeing seeing the it, it it in the black and white of Holy Rollers mm. is like holy shit. Yeah, yeah. That's what. A, so after that, is the the cave people that he left behind? Did he? So, so no, they're they're eventually picked up and they all go back to where they started insurance but, yeah you know you, man that was just one year man don't be weird about it <laughs> yeah. i mean eventually came out to be like two or three three or four years i think okay but, but still that's not much time at all no but it's also enough time to be completely ostracized from your family and then call them the devil because so they won't well, let you fuck this where guy. do you go after do you do you really go i think they all just went back and it was, that's why no one in town so you ever can, talked about you actually it. can go back on the farm after carl hongus yeah well, usually you choose not to, but if Carl Hongus is dead, hey, <laughs> it's not—it's not nihilism, John. No, no, no. It's an ethos for sure. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's really fucking wild. And do you remember the name of of the church? It was um, the church that. I think it was the Church of the Second Mother. I believe it was called. Yeah, it's got a it's got a, a thing like that. Um, I thought it had like children or something weird in it. Um, no, it was a. Uh, um, he was looking for the mother of the second Christ. It was Church of the Bride of Christ. Church mm. of the Bride of Christ. Yeah. Which itself is like, oh, so the whole point of this church is to. Uh, it's the Bachelorette. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the Bachelorette. Of and he's like, I've, I've had sex with all of you, and I pick the sixteen-year-old. Well, who is it? I don't know. I mean, I guess we should You're have, have a, to tune in next. You week. better fuck all these other dudes. For I you think to we should out. have a competition to see who it could be. And I, I, I guess I'm a judge. I don't know. Uh, um, Boy, wow. Yeah. How crazy, too. And Do like, I mean, for people to trust. Some guy from Germany also is kind of like yeah yeah well, but, but he's but a maybe, hot foreign you know he's foreign yeah, hot foreign, yeah. and he, like when you see him he's he's non-threatening right he's a tiny guy but he, mm. you know but the, you know he would have that beard until that prison picture right so there's just something that's the thing too is that the 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 weird thing about you know the smaller guy like is like well, that's just that's just Charlie yeah. you know mm-hmm. Charlie was you know. But Charlie, but Charlie would also do the thing too, where it's like once he started talking, like he would be like fucking suddenly sitting on the counter. He'd be above you. Yeah. And he would like have, right, right. have yeah, that have, kind these of thing. tricks, yeah. Yeah. Like, like this little, little tricks all the time where like he would, it would always be elevated yeah, and yeah. talking down or whatever. But at the same time, if you're living with the guy in a commune, whatever. You already burned your dog, dude. Like, yeah, you burned your dog. It, it, it's really, it's a wonder, it's a wonderful example of 
just that slow mm-hmm. escalation, death by a thousand cuts of manipulation. Well, I got, okay, I got them to get on the floor. All right. Well, now yeah. I'm going to get them to take their clothes off. Yeah. And I'm going to get them to move in yeah. and give me the stuff yeah. and then burn the stuff yeah. and then burn the dogs. Sure. And then, all right, well, now now I'm going to give them the the real meaning why we're here one-on-one. Right. Mm-hmm. And then now it's an agreement. Like, it's just this. Yeah. And it's so insidious, too, because a lot of them, like, the, I think, kind of uh, psychology to it is like, you know, somebody comes to them and they're like, you know, man, I just fucking... Really, really didn't like the thing about the dog, you know. And he's like, "Well, it is horrible. Yeah, it's exactly. terrible. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. terrible." But these are the things you have to do. Like, Cleansing. you know, it's challenge. I hated it too. It's yeah. challenging me, you know. Yeah. And it's um, it'll be the, the it'll be worth it. And yeah. I and, and do I you want to know what that is? You yeah. want to know what worth? It? Of right, course, right. you want to know what worth it is. Right. You burn your fucking dog. Yeah. And I, I think you know um, something I, I think about with, with especially this time frame is. Um, you know, this might, for a lot of these women, this might've been the only time they felt like they had agency over themselves. Even, well, even, even if they were deceived, too, right. they still felt like they were making choices about their lives. Sure. Well, and that's a big thing too, about the greater cult of Mormonism mm-hmm. is that women suddenly have so much more independence and agency. Right. And, uh, and if you have other five other women, you don't have to yeah. fuck this guy all the time. Right. And, and you can gang up on them. Like, that's really the thing. Yeah. That, that's some, somebody said something about that where they were like, if it's two women, they go at each other. If it's three, he's done. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's, an, it's like an improv group. Even, yeah. um, McKenna said that before. It wasn't even about Mormonism. It was just like two, two women with one man is a guy's fantasy. Three with one man is they run the show. Yeah. Like, what are we going to do about him? Yeah. Now he wants to do this. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, because they're like, you know, it's not just a... Well, that's the difference with this guy. You know, he's taking stuff away from him. Yeah. You know, he's constantly, he's constantly making them sure. have to depend on him. Yeah. But even still, you probably get more assignments and roles and stuff. So you probably have, have more importance in this fake new society than in regular society. Oh, sir. Absolutely. Yeah. And, um, you feel like you have some agency. Definitely a trade off. And definitely, uh, uh, I think also, uh, less predetermined fate. You're, you're or, not or, or perceived you, as you, such. You're yeah, now yeah, yeah. on an adventure. I mean, he's determined it. Uh, yeah, but, but to you, but to it's, you yeah. it's the open road. Right. And you get to have sex with more than one guy. Yeah. In and front maybe, of your mom. Maybe yeah. some lady. Or your daughter. Yeah. On Christmas Day. <laughs> <laughs> like Jesus would have thought. <laughs> he was born. What do you yeah. think about that? Think about that, Aaron. What? That whole thing. I make you horny? You weird about that? It's, you weird. Does it make me horny? I mean, I am pervert. I'm freak. I'm fucking nasty and shit. <laughs> Uh, just the manipulation is just so insidious. And, it is. And like the Kill, killing your fucking brother, man. Ki- like, yeah, I mean, that oh part. God. I mean, you know, yeah. the, you know, that's that influence beyond the grave is uh, particularly troubling. And, uh, yeah. you know, I'm all for like nasty sex shit, but um, just the, the, the holding salvation hostage like you know, if well, if you really want it, you got to do like that's really fucked up to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like that. But it, there's also if you're a cult leader, right? There's so many easy things to exploit, which is like if the town generally doesn't like it, they will say no. Right. And you know what? Um, like if the town doesn't like the cult, the town yeah, the town doesn't like if the town doesn't like a guy with a big dick being around. 
that's going to run him out of town. Um, if And so it, it appeals to this side of America that is the libertarian side. Where it's like, if we're over here minding our business, what the fuck do you care, man? What what do you mean like the idea? The, the idea of the cult is like like we we didn't bother, we're not going into fucking your town and telling you you have to live like this. Right, right. It's us escaping these uh, posses and and fucking uh, people that are telling us how to live all the time. Right. So it appeals to cult members on that side of American mythology, which is just like as long as we're minding our business, you know, like what the fuck do you care? Shut up. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and it was a minor. It was a. I think it was. I think maybe maybe it said I read there was two thousand people in the town, and so it was you know very small. It was a minority. Yeah. Uh, um, and so why why were these certain people? Um, you know, it depends on it's person to person. You know, but also maybe depends on uh, their current relationships. OVC, and, and they're already you know. in. They're they're already the type of person to be out west. Sure. Mm-hmm. It's the turn of the century, but, but, so it's it's you know it's not exactly the frontier. No, no, no but, but you're right. But but it's it's the it's the you know I think it's very telling how many of them were young and probably of first course. generation of the settlers, yeah. right? So mm-hmm. the settlers, their parents come out there, and then they have these kids, and they're told, you know, we we you know we're we're so and so out west, mm-hmm. you know, we're rugged and blah blah. And meanwhile, the kids, especially the daughters, aren't allowed to do anything. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, they're told all of these amazing stories about how awesome their parents are for being out here. Mm-hmm. And they go, well, you won't let me do anything. Here's, here's my chance to fucking yeah. plow West. And the cult, the cult is always also, it's only a cult until it's a religion. Yeah. So it's always like, well, you could be a part of this thing. If we get in on the ground floor. Yeah. 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 Seriously. Literally. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> and, uh, or under it. Uh, and, <laughs> yeah. and you could be like, all right, well, I can be a part of history. Or I can be just a regular woman in town with no agency whatsoever. Right. And also, the guy that's trying to fuck you is selling it to you that the, the the townspeople don't want you to disappear because there's old men there that want to fuck you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he's not entirely wrong either. <laughs> well, they have agency over their sex, too, which is like, once you, when you have agency over your own sexual uh, experiences, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I, I can... Come, you know, maybe they fucking all just came for the first time. They're like, sure. this is cool. And they were probably like, the reason I came is because it was a holy event. Yeah. Right. It's not even about my orgasm. It's or like, his yeah. gigantic, uh, you know, uh, unearthly, misshapen, uh, uh, overly yeah. circumcised, dirty, uh, doity, overly uh, circumcised. <laughs> yeah. With too much yeah. pink. Jesus. <laughs> you know, overly <laughs> circumcised. It was botched. We know how this goes. These <laughs> so the inflammation and scar tissue mm-hmm. caused it to swell in the size. It's mostly yeah. scar tissue. That's one of the worst things I've heard this whole podcast. So, so how, most superheroes are created that way. How deep? <laughs> how deep into um, women? Shut up. <laughs> in, in terms of the timeline, well, she went to sleep. When did he start? <laughs> when did the sex start? Well, it's it. You know, from from all everything I've read, um, from all of the sources I've seen, which is I don't know four. Um, hmm. But only three that I've referenced hmm. in this. Um, it, the only one who had any sort of description of the timeline and a date of it was um, uh, McCracken and the Holy Rollers book. Uh-huh. And that was Christmas 1903, which would have been about a year, a year and a half after it all started. No sex before that, as far as well, it, as far as anybody knows. But you, know, but the idea is, you know, for even in Holbrook, you know, it, it, Holbrook is more of a guy in the ground reporter, like this is what I'm hearing over here mm-hmm. type thing. Um, the idea of looking for a second, uh, the the mother of the second Christ, 
um, from Heyman and the WPA, I think that was a thing that it sounds like it started earlier. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. so totally. and there were always rumors, and even it's in the name, you know, in, in, was it, that the name from the beginning? Yeah, I mean, he never. It, it was coined by. I don't think he ever had anything. I don't think uh, uh, Creffield had anything to do with it. I think oh, it really? was just coined by everybody. Huh. Um, but after, you know, there's the rumor of one of the early meetings where he takes his clothes off and he encourages everybody to do. Oh, do that's that. when they go. And then as soon as shit. that happens, everybody is like, "Oh, it must be something sexual," <laughs> and maybe it wasn't. You know. Right, but uh, I think I think he see you know you he, have to you know he, he closed the sale. I mean, taking yeah, his maybe, clothes maybe off, that though. that night wasn't. What happens the next week? What happens the next week? Right? What happens three months later when he Do, t- well, yeah, when like, he goes? We got to go to this island, right? Because, like you're saying small cuts. It's and know. people are pr- like the house wherever he's doing it, it. That it's always the the praying is really loud. Are they praying loudly to cover up? Uh, yeah. Or I mean, are they oh pray- my God. Are they oh praying God. loudly because they're. Qu- yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, if I got you rolling on the floor, what other crazy shit are you going to be down to do? Right. And I it's like, have you ever fucking had someone play with your genitals? <laughs> it feels awesome. Yeah. And so huh? rolling on the floor is cool for God, but mm-hmm. if God. If, I, if someone's playing with my genitals, I'm like, gee, God. What if they're doing genital jazz? <sighs> Now that's nice. Genital jazz? Yeah, free jazz. No, I don't know. You need a rhythm. All right, guys, this is a genital jazz in D. <laughs> this is a free jazz jack, and uh, just try to keep up and yeah, try to do keep it, it up. Do, do whatever you want um, with no structure or anything. Uh, I think, yeah, if you are a bunch of people uh, doing all that naked shit on an island, shit's going down. Yeah. At least then. Well, yeah. Well, uh, on, the I- on the island is when he started having the tents. <laughs> And so there's oh, they, 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 so, so, the one where he beat the shit out of somebody. Yeah. And so, so 1903 Christmas is when he had the orgy, but before then it might've been private tent, private tent, now, private is tent. Now, is it a true orgy? It really was Christmas. No, I don't know. It wasn't, it was December, 1903. Now, there's, there was it a, a true date. orgy in that everyone's all fucking? Well, after when he <laughs> says, you know, <laughs> you know, the, those dudes too. Right, right, but at first it's it's a series of one-on-one encounters. Yeah, that's mm. I mean that's I mean, an exhibition. That's got to I mean, be like you fucking all of these people in the small town. They're all standing naked while this like this the, hung midgets fucking their mom. It's 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 yeah. That's yeah. What a sight. <laughs> what a sight for a midget. This hung diminutive German. <laughs> fella. Thank you, thank you. Please. Um, there's, there's no. You don't need to. No, I didn't need to bring the midget into it. I'm sorry. It's a derogatory term. Derogative uh, Tory term? Toim? Toim? Spoim? <laughs> it's a spoim toim. Uh, so, one, a series of one-on-one sexual uh, acts pro- in, in, in view of everybody else. Mm. And then, and then it's, and now, hey, now the, re- gets the, all now the uh, other three guys. Brooks, Frank. And one more? I mean, yeah. Phil. I mean, that's, that's what happened in that December uh, yeah. orgy. Right, right. Before right. then, it might have been... Christmas, so you know. I mean, but again, like you know, the story, the, the, the. He may have been having secret one-on-ones with the other potential. Um, no, it was. Ne- it was never really a secret. That was like that one guy opening the flap and yeah. seeing him. And but it was also him was and, a a, and a dude. So that was very interesting. Well, you got They never seemed to you, come up again. But yeah. also, <laughs> that, but also, hey, I don't know, man. You who's to say? You know, playing playing with generals is pretty fun it is it is well sometimes i pull it so hard that i i, I rubbed the skin off you know oh my daddy uh oh. he, yeah he showed me a way you you, you, you right? somebody else use somebody else somebody else's mouth the somebody else's mouth and mm. it, it stops it from hurting 
Well, I wish somebody could show me how to do that. Well, I'd be right happy to. Oh, cool. <laughs> Neat. Yeah. It's actually messy. <laughs> Your daddy sounds like a smart man. <laughs> Where is this? Where is this? <laughs> Your daddy sounds like a smart man. Thank you. Yeah, it's like, that's a perfect note to end on, but no. I, <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, and how many people follow him today? <laughs> <laughs> Are they taking applications? Yeah, yeah. Or is there... yeah, yeah. And will they call me? Yeah. And did they make a cast of... Yeah, because Rasputin's no. dick is in a museum in a jar of formaldehyde. No, this man was Root not. Root and the, stem. He did not have the, really. I mean, that's the difference of the the royal power and just true. You know, uh, country power. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, that was really nice. That, that was. was, that was really, uh, I can't believe that I've never heard of that. Yeah, J two, yeah, Joshua two, J two. Yeah. Yeah. So was his dick called the Joshua tree? Oh God of life. Oh. In the garden of good and evil. <laughs> Do not eat from it. Don't. No, because they will become like it's us. It's a roquefort. Um, <laughs> it's bigger than strict nine. Damn. Oh, Thirteen inches. Let's see this freak show. Oh my God, it's gorgeous. Yeah. We're very sorry, sir. <laughs> God, I'm trying to hobble him, but he's got a third leg. Was he cut? No, he was I mean, German, he's, he's probably German. uncut. So fucking big old wheel of cheese is schmeg in there. Ugh. A whole wheel time. of cheese. Oh, we yeah, no, no, that's good. That's what they were eating. They didn't have to forage very much. Matt, you, you know that's true, man. You know, <laughs> yeah, true. yeah. I don't want to know. It's true. <laughs> I know it's true. I don't need. I don't need to be reminded. <laughs> Fruit and cheese go well together. They pair very well. Yeah, oh, well, peaches? Uh, <laughs> we got peaches. We got the Roquefort. I got a whole, I got an orchard. <laughs> that, was, that was really it's great. It's so sick. Uh, I cannot believe I haven't heard of it. And uh, really the hot, um, you know, uh, taboo, Nate, the taboo. Uh, taboo. Uh, the, the, yes. Taboo? Yeah, uh, the taboo yeah, nature yeah. of it, it, it. That part's, you know, very salacious. It also it also still really dials into the whole time. It, all these guys are such cowards. Yeah. They are such cowards. Who, yeah. the guys that wouldn't fuck? No, 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 no. The, the co-leaders are always, they're always just how, ter- how terribly cowards. How, explain that. Maybe I'm not understanding it. I'm not understanding They never um, put themselves first before the group. They always get uh, their own escape first. Right. Oh, um, yeah. anybody, well, anybody uh, that's under the guise of, well, the church is all that matters. Well, yeah, yeah. The church it's a lie. Right. But like, so, you know, I mean, hope the, so Holbrook in his telling of when they were in Seattle, yeah. the, the rumors he had heard is that they were fucking dolled up. Yeah. You're walking uh, arm in arm with this woman down yeah. the streets of Seattle and you're the people living in a fucking cave. Yeah. yeah. Don't even understand. Yeah, yeah, like, isn't, isn't that just, I mean, that even is not a cult thing. That is just. Power, but also the, any but sort that, of. But, but that's what it is. That's yeah. the rumor. I think. I think Holy Rollers. I think was probably more true. If, that there's nothing you wouldn't do for those people if you were actually who they thought if you, you were. The Jesus, or yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. But I mean, this guy did live under a fucking house in a hole for a month. Yeah, yeah just because he was getting fucked every week, and also he had no other means. Yeah, he was always rushing to somebody else to help him. Right. Yeah, he. It's not like he could get fucked like that in Seattle. He yeah. was like, no one's fucking me here. Yeah, I better I live mean, under this house. If if you're How, getting fucked oh, every well, day, well, he, he did have satiriasis, right? Yeah. So if you're getting fucked I, every day, it, you're like, I guess I'll live under a no, house. No, 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 no. If he is, if you're no, I, no, 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 you're right. You're I right. Can, I can barely. You gotta do something special for me you're to right. get out you're of right. bed. Yeah. I'm not living under a house no matter how good the shit is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not people under under the stairs in this bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yes, yes, yes. You're right. You're right. Uh, Kim's sleeping. <laughs> Wake him up. Mm. <laughs> oh. 
Huh. Oh. Huh. Huh. Yeah. Uh, never thought of it that way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was probably super fucking horny. Yeah, but you said he he was he went to Catholic school. Yes. Yeah. What does that mean? He was probably fucked up as a kid. He's not going out there and preaching the Pope, bro. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the sexual stuff. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, I mean, who knows? It doesn't necessarily, like what he did doesn't necessarily show that. I think it just shows what happens when you have because the fucking isn't a big cock and power. The, the fucking and wasn't what necessarily motivated him because he didn't jump into that right away. I mean, it he seems was like. doing. I mean, honestly, you got a dick he like did, that. I mean, you do have to did, share it. He did do it pretty quickly. I think. He did, yeah, he took off his clothes pretty fast. And yeah, then that's, tr- that's true. You're once right, you take off right. your clothes and you got a big sturdy hog. Uh, the rest is People history. talk, man. Yeah, that becomes like a little secret. Well, and that's kind of the point. What, what happens if I poke it? Yeah. What if I slap it a little bit? Yeah. And see, now that's the difference between this guy and Captain America, Chris Evans. Mm. This guy shows his dick, mm-hmm. and he starts a whole fucking cult about it. People die mm. living under fucking stairs, eating schmegma in the orchards. <laughs> Captain America shows his dick, tells people get, to vote, get you to vote. Yeah, yeah, that's smart. It's true. He's a good. He's, he's Captain America. That is why he's Captain America. It's the most Captain America thing anybody could ever do. It's so yes. on brand, and um, but really. it is born out of this tradition started by J two of the, you know, Paul Bunyan of huh? fucking. <laughs> Uh, you know, out west. Uh huh. You gonna finish yeah. this thought? Yeah, go yeah. for it. No, I, I'm gonna write. I'm gonna expand on this thought, please. You know, it all comes back to J two. It does. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Oregon. Is that? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. And uh, I don't yeah. know. That's where Rasputin learned it. Yeah, and the original Thicky. Yeah. The original. No. You know. Nope. No. It all comes back to the original Thicky in J2. You know, I was saying we could have ended it on the... (laughs) (laughs) You know, you you can edit this any way you want. Uh, Most of this is bad. My people will know. (laughs) My people will know the truth. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, my publicist will hear about this. I, uh, I, no, I think, um, it's, it's, it's great. It's really... The The thing is, though, is that the cult is, of course, terrible. Yes. But we know... The town is terrible too. It is just a threat to power. Yes, well, the, the, it's it's only a, yeah, it's only terrible because there's more people who say it is. I I think it's an indictment of the town that, in some way, that it was so easy to do this. Well, yeah, uh, and also I mean I don't, I don't want to like you know it, 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 that can be a sweeping statement and, and maybe you know maybe that's just you know it's fucking it, it, maybe it wasn't the town I don't know but it feels like. Ideally, this doesn't happen in a place where, you know, there's some sort of free thought and well, know, free a, living. There's and, this thing too where well, anytime um, there's religion, uh, but, there's no free thought. Yes. Whenever, <laughs> yes, whenever, whenever, whenever you have people in power, right? There's this thing too where they go like, "All right, I want to I keep everybody in place here," and they'll have them do this, and you go like, "The human spirit wants like a cause, an adventure," yeah. and then they, they, put, they get that right. with a cult, and as soon as they're in the cult, they're like. All right, stay put and yeah, don't yeah, do anything. Yes, yes. They do the same thing yeah. that the town did to them, but they just feed them. They're at least selling them a lie that it's noble and important, and they're important. Well, that's why I think it's always very telling that the cult leader has beady eyes, but the followers have dead eyes. Yeah, because they're actually they have to remove themselves from thinking. Well, and nobody wants to follow a dead eye, <laughs> right? But but the reason they have beady eyes is because they're constantly going, <laughs> oh, "What do I do?" But the followers are like, "I don't want to think too much." Uh, Nighttime is the right time. Yeah. yeah, and it also makes sense why when Brooks gets arrested, 
he has complete faith. Yeah. And when the leader gets arrested, he's super worried because <laughs> yes, he, exactly. he knows yes. he's making it up on the fly. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yes. You know? That was great, Matt. I really yeah, loved that. That was really, really, uh, really uh, uh, emblematic of the show. Tasty. Yeah, Salacious. Yeah. yeah, check out Holy Rollers if you want. Just like, oh, I, they, yeah, they get I, into the trials ho- and everything. Is and there any Holy Rollers fan More pictures. Fiction, or? I don't know. Any Holy Rollers what? Fan fiction? <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's the stories they told around town. <laughs> God, that's just... Also, like, the whole time being like, yeah, we can I mean, that, that's the thing that also bothers me, too, is like... <laughs> No, I, no, we don't talk about that here. And it's like, well, if well, you talked about again. it, if you talked about it, maybe it was, you know these things wouldn't happen so much. Right? How are we how are we going to talk about it if we can't talk about yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, is that like we don't talk about it because we don't talk about the problems that led them to join a cult. Exactly. Yes, that's yeah. It's we don't a, want to talk about the things that us. reflect bad yeah, on us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. right. Um, I think we should call it there, boys. Yes, I think we should. That was really, really that was great. That was a good Wonderful. It's like a reverse Sophie Scholl episode of us. Yeah, yeah. It, like, it, it, it like, started out with uh, whispers of Sophie with the uh-huh. Dutch resistance, yeah, and, sure. and, but then, and then it was all piss. Oh boy, well, I did. Was there piss involved? No, 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 I no, bet no. There, there probably was. Yeah, it's just um, it's all legal. Well, I mean, they made legal. The thing is, you it's know, like a baptism in the woods. You know, <laughs> like it's very holy. You talk the, about cleansing; it's the sterile. Only I mean. uniting of the two is really the cheese between yes, the yes. Dutch and. Oh God. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm not gonna eat this lettuce. I'm gonna say goodnight. My name is John Fahey. My name is Aaron Pita. Mapperso. Good night, everybody. We love you. Starbanks Avenue, a podcast, <clears throat> a podcast network.